No subscriptions, no network, no rules, and at the end of the day, my friends, no comparison. Welcome back to another edition of BOA Audio Season 10, charting into uh, uncharted waters tonight. Different episode. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's one I've wanted to do for a while now, and when I when I sailed into this patch of first-time guests, as I said to Mark Schneck last week, I really had a very short list of people, and... This guy was on it. I've been chasing him down for most of the summer. He uh, He's going to be a lot different from what you would normally hear on the show, folks, but I think just as illuminating and equally hilarious probably to anybody we've had on the show. I think we're going to have a lot of laughs. Uh, he's been listening to the program for a long time, and I just checked tonight. He's We've been Facebook friends since 2012, and the, the story is really that um, I was watching TV – and I always watched. I watch a lot of TV, essentially. And um, and then I was. This was like a year or two ago. And then I was on my Facebook, and he popped up on my timeline. And I was like, "That's that guy from Idiot Sitter I watched last night." Like, what's he? What's he, what's he doing on my timeline? And I'm looked, and I'm like, "How have we been friends for all this time? Like, what is going on here?" The guy from you know, and I looked further into him. Like, he's on Drunk History, and I started seeing him everywhere. Everywhere, and and I'm like, oh my god, that guy! How am I friends with that guy? Like, what is going on? And then we got in touch, and and he's been a listener to the program for forever and ever. Uh, and his name is Steve Berg, and I'm sure you've seen him, folks, because uh, he's all over the place. He's uh, he's been on Drunk History, uh, Idiot Sitter. He's pretty regular on those shows. He can give me the real details on this, as far as like how how to. I wasn't sure how to bill you because you've done all kinds of stuff. <laughs> He's a yeah, you're doing great. All right. <laughs> on the Goldbergs, uh, he's the mailman on the Goldbergs, which I think is cool because, as I was explaining to my mom, it's like, so now when they write a scene and they and they need a mailman, chances are they just get him. Because so, I looked, he's been on like two of them now. So it's like every time they write a mailman scene, they're like, get Steven for the, for the mailman scene, I hope. So, so <laughs> they need to do an episode about you. When they get into like the eighth or ninth season, they'll <laughs> They'll be like, there we go. What are we going to fucking yeah. write about? The mailman. There'll be, <laughs> there will be no stories left, and so they'll just have to do in, in mailman a story. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and and so um, he's all over the place, folks. And I, like I said, I watch a lot of TV and shit, and I, you know, I got a really good feeling about him, and I mean this for real, folks. Like, he's just got oh, the personality and the face and the character and the charisma 
You know, there's, a, there's an expression in wrestling. It's you got the angel on your shoulder, man. I can see it. And every time I see I see Steve on TV, I'm like, this guy is gonna be fucking huge. Like, like I'm telling you, man. I really, I really have that genuine feeling when I see. It. And it's not just because I know you. I mean, I mean, look at dude. I see all kinds of people on TV all the time. It's like, right. But when you crossed all my time, it's like immediately made a connection. I was like, that's that guy from that show last night that I thought was fucking hilarious. So, oh, rad, man. Thank yeah. you. That's nice of you to say. I'll tell you, it's, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be doing it. It's, it's pretty good. I don't, I don't need to be any huger. I feel like uh, I like this level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know what I, I mean, can, you know, I, I know what you mean, baby. Yeah, we can, you know, like, I can still, like, sneak into, like, the, you know, a nice, like, UFO conference, which is fun to go to. So I don't want to, you know, that, that would be horrible if you couldn't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's and I'm true. I'm so far from that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I I don't even know where to begin. How did you give us sort of like the bio, the background? Yeah. Like, how did you wind up out in Hollywood and and and, and pursuing this as like, uh, you know, as a career? Um, That's like a that takes some serious guts. Uh yeah. You know, like I was like a really, uh, I mean, I guess a weird kid, I suppose, and I was really into UFOs, but I was also like really into like weird foreign cinema, like at a young age, like. I got into David Lynch movies when I was, like, in sixth grade. I think I was, like, just before I turned 12. And that what? kind of changed my whole, my whole life. Yeah, so I obsessively started watching Lynch films and Kubrick movies and anything that was, like, weird or kind of vanguard would really, like, trip my trigger. And I think, it w- which also I think those kinds of, you know, surrealist films kind of go hand in hand with, uh, you know, all the topics you talk about on your show. I, to me, they're the same thing. Um, so, yeah, I got really into... Uh, movies, and then, like, you know, I went to film school at the University of Kansas, and but was also kind of doing acting on the side, and it was weird, because, like, I wasn't that into acting, but I did, like, you know, some improv and comedy in college, and it just, like, seemed to go pretty good. And then I came out to L.A. sort of with the idea that I would wanted to be a director, but not, like, a Hollywood director. I wanted to make, like, basically David Lynch ripoff movies. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shot remakes of his movies. I was just, I'm so obsessed with that guy. But uh, I was also, like, very into comedy and kind of the alternative comedy scene. So I, I started, like, taking classes at Second City. And then, you know, it, the improv, long-form improv world just kind of clicked with me. And uh, I did a ton of sketch. And then, yeah, I just kind of started working in TV. And that sort of took over the whole filmmaking dreams, to be honest. Because then once I started making a living as an actor, I'm like, well, I can't really, you know, turn back now. So, but maybe one day, maybe one day. Yeah, well, um, yeah you, so that, yeah, that's yeah, kind of the long and short of it. You know, I don't want to bore people to death with all that. You know, that Hollywood story. Uh, <laughs> well, dude, <laughs> dude, we've all heard it. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess, we've all heard it in a sense. But at the same time, it's it's interesting. Like everybody knows somebody that wants to like dreams of going out to Hollywood and, and right. doing shit, and it's like you actually right. did it. That's pretty fucking. <laughs> I did, and it cool. wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like a total accident. I mean, I was very like weird, and I was a weird and calculated kid. So like at thirteen, I was like. Well, when I'm out of college, I move to Los Angeles and I just work in the film business and there's nothing else I'm going to do. I won't, you know, that's it, period. So I think, you know, even if I, like, you know, was still, like, out here, you know, 15 years later doing nothing, I still would be trying probably because I just, I don't know really what else I would do. So. Yeah, exactly. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we kind of set up those kinds of uh, 
parameters for yourself. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I have to make it work. You kind of just make it work. So that's like yeah. that's, that's kind of how I've been with this all, with all this stuff. You know, in a sense, it's absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm diving into this paranormal shit, and and I know it's crazy, and I know people like you know, I knew yeah. all along it was like, ah, oh, this might not, this might not be a good idea, but it's like this is what I this to me seems like the most interesting thing to to look at oh, yeah. that I could, you know. You know, I'm I'm with you on that, man. It's like you know, it's some of the most. I mean, that's that's why I'm into your show. I feel like it's some of the most thought provoking. Takes you out of like you know your day to day troubles, get a shitty day at work, but then you can come back. You know, and like read a book about this stuff or listen to your show. It really is just like it for me. It's like almost taking the place of like watching movies a lot. Like this kind of research and this kind of listening to you and people you have on your show really just kind of like is a great escape for me. Even though it, I feel like it's scientifically valid and all that stuff, but it is a nice escape. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't try to, you know, with the exception of, like, the meat-eating horses, we don't try and change anyone's mind. (laughs) (laughs) I love the meat-eating horse classic. I know. I should get that guy back on, but I don't know what's new in the world of meat. You know, it'll be like a five-minute I mean, interview. Are they still eating meat? I'm, yep. All right. Nice yeah, talking to I'm, you. I'm just, look, if he could just regale us with some more stories, I, I would be down for it. I think so. i got to get in touch with him. <laughs> yeah, what a legend. So what are the – because when we talked, I had the chance to meet mm-hmm. Steve uh, – Got a fabulous gathering in L.A. Paramania too. Fabulous and, gathering. Yeah, at an amazing uh, restaurant. Um, I forget the name of it off the top of my head. Steve Ray was around. I, was <laughs> it called Clifton? Was Clifton's, it Clifton's? Clifton's. Clifton's. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. The place was. That place was. By the way, Greg Bishop. I yeah. Mean, the best, right? I mean, you know, like he can. He put together such a wonderful like weekend. I was only able to hang out one night. But man, we had fun. We had a blast. Into the wee of the hour. Cool. Yeah, wow, yeah. What a great group of people, too. Yeah. Be there? I felt lucky to be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, weird. I, I felt like a fax Are you faxing something? Yeah, that would... Okay. Uh, no, no, yeah, no, I'm, no. I'm, uh, I'm faxing something. I'm getting my lines for tomorrow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm a fax nice. machine. I'm, just, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh. That, I don't know how Hollywood works. <laughs> I know. That's like, I know. I'm going to get off the phone and be like, guess what I found out in Hollywood? They still fax the lines. <laughs> Like you're I helpful. wish, man. Oh, but that would be so cool. That would probably be a pretty money move, though. What to fax the lines? Yeah, don't don't email Steve a script. He only takes faxes. Oh Ooh. my god! Yeah, <laughs> how elusive he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, we mostly talked about. So, is UFOs like your main bag, or are there other? You like, know, what's your, what's your if you had to break it down so, somewhat? You interesting question. Yeah. I mean, like I, I think UFOs for me was the gateway drug of the esoteric or paranormal and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was. I remember that was like the first books I checked out at the public library. I think were like Billy Meyer picture books. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and as a kid, as a kid, I'm like showing my. I remember like showing my dad going, "Dad, look at this. This is real. Why? Why are you not talking about this?" Like, and he's like. <laughs> and he's like, what do you, what do you go, just go, go play football, please. Do something else. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm like, he's close. They're aliens. Holy shit. You can't think that. Um, so, I mean, I got from a young age for some reason. I didn't grow up with, like, any religion. So I, I think a lot of times kids who don't grow up with religion re- replace it with something weird themselves. And I think uh, maybe aliens and UFOs, and, like, you know, ghosts and all that stuff that was on uh, Unsolved Mysteries was like, you know, my religion as a kid. Anything yeah. weird. I had the Time Life books. I read so many UFO books. I used to go to UFO conventions when I was like 
13 years old. Really? And I would get out of school. Yeah, I would get out of school for it, and then I'd write a paper, and I'd miss class. Wow. Yeah, there was a local guy who taught at a uh, college in Omaha, Nebraska, where I'm from, named Dr. Jack Casher. That sounds kind of familiar. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the dude. But do you remember that one? Uh, gosh, it was in the the good old UFO nineties. Oh yeah. There was there was like that like um, right outside of Earth's orbit. There was like that like one like ice crystal that shot up into space, or, or not ice crystal, but that one like. People said it was an ice crystal. He was saying it was something with propulsion. Anyways, it was a big deal, and he was kind of like the physicist who was like, you know, the dude who was spearheading that. But anyways, he was like the the Nebraska, you know, MUFON chapter head. So he would like have like UFO talks all the time, and I loved them. Interesting. So I would go, yeah. It was really fun. Oh, okay, I'm looking at it now. It was the um, one of the research projects. He analyzed the video, the famous STS-48 video mm-hmm. from the space shuttle with the ice that went by, yes. and everyone was like, it's, exactly. It's, it's, right. it's actually cool. It's really cool footage, too. I remember at the time, it was kind of like a big deal, and I don't know. Maybe that's like since been totally debunked, but uh, like, yeah. I always thought that was like really intriguing, you know. But well, it's funny. I was thinking about that today uh, about UFO cases. In a sense, it's like they almost don't even need to be debunked. It, they just go on right. forever. Like you know what I mean? It's like I couldn't you. tell you. If no one really. You can't prove a negative, I guess, right? So nobody ever proved that's... that it wasn't a UFO. So it just fades into. You know. Yeah, man. I think it's like unprovable, really. You know, to tell you the truth, like I think it almost is, like in a weird way. Like, what, like, what are we trying to prove? You know, like I think, uh, you know, at least I believe. I don't believe in much. I believe there is, you know, maybe something flying around in our skies that's not of our intelligence. Mm. But what it is, holy shit! Right, right. You know, at least, at least that's kind of my hope. I, I, I've never seen anything myself, unfortunately. Okay, now what about we? So UFOs is your main thing. Are you into like other shit like Bigfoot and ghosts? Or yeah, like... I mean all all the stuff that got yeah definitely. I was for a while. You know, honestly, like ghosts and Bigfoot were never as big for me. Yeah, and they've they've really fallen off the map for me. So I, I basically oh, okay. just kind of keep one foot in the UFO world. You're reading about all... all right, nice. I'm sort of a specialist, but you know what? I think like my my graduation process from UFOs has been more like. Just kind of like you know, all all you know, you know, and look, I I, I take a lot of cues off you and Radio Mysterioso, and you know, you know, everyone who's at Paramedia, all those kinds of minds like Joshua Cutchin, you know, like you know, all those yeah. guys, you know, like I I think the kind of stuff you guys are talking about, like you know, talking about UFOs is like here's the subject, but the sub 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 subjects you guys are discussing are the stuff I'm really interested in now. Right, right, right. Yeah. Does that make any sense? I'm not articulating it very well, but... Um, no, I think, I, I think yeah, you're talking about how it's kind of like, you, you see it in a way where um, there's this sort of like splinter sort of thought process going on where people are sort of like, all right, let's try everything. Let's just throw everything against the wall and see what sticks kind of right, idea. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Which, like, just I'm, like a, the- I'm a fan of, but you mentioned earlier, like, I've almost moved beyond the question of UFOs, and now I'm sort of circled back around to, like, who are these people? Like, I find more, yeah. like, we were talking about that before we went on the air, but, yeah. like, to me, like, pontificating about the nature of UFOs is like, oh, Jesus. Uh, but to me, to me, it's like, what are these people doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Man, I They've know. Been doing it for, like, decades, and, you know. Well, what happened? Look, I know. <laughs> Where did it dude, go wrong? I, That's something I talked about with Mark O'Connell a couple weeks ago. 
I mean, think, I mean, just think about how many ufologists out there have, like, you know, been doing it for decades and writing books, and then all of a sudden they're, like, 61, they look in the mirror, and they're like, my life. <laughs> what yeah. Happened? What did I do? I got nowhere. And it's so, that's so scary. And I feel, I feel there's a certain bravery to people who dedicate their, their lives to this. Oh, Maybe yeah. stupidity too, but you know, it's, but you know, it's like, but to like, to sell a theory, an idea and have to hold true to that theory because you need to sell books is, it's just hilarious to me. That's what I, I find. I find the comedy in these fields to be some of the best around, to be honest. How's that? You know, like, well, okay, see, like, ever, a lot of people like to get up in arms about, like, Stephen Greer and, you know, Corey Good and all these, you know, like, I'm not afraid to say, kind of wacky, whack jobs, you know? Right, right, right. Or, like, look, they're just not how I, like, I perceive this whole thing. Anyways, I feel yeah. like, you know, they're, they're more entertainment. Exactly, yeah. But the people, the, the, them and the people who, like, support their claims, to me, are hilarious, man. I mean, like, <laughs> that David that, – I saw David Wilcox in a restaurant one time in Topanga Canyon, and I was hammered, and I was so excited. And I actually I, – I couldn't even – I was so, like, starstruck because – I mean, I think he's a ridiculous person, but I was so starstruck right, yeah, at, like, yeah. such a ridiculous person. I was like, oh, my God, I can't even talk to him. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So all the, the personalities are very interesting to me. Um, I do have – I think I have a couple specialties in the personality world that I like to really get into. Do you, in, really? do you remember uh, – in well, I, this summer when uh, I met you in person, I was I was going on about Dan Smith. Right, right. You were really into the Grant Cameron, Dan Smith uh, disclosure. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, what I, happened with that? I was I have that sort of in my mental notes, like because <laughs> yeah. it was well, like they were churning it out like around April, where it was like this could. Oh. They were saying oh, this yeah, feminine well, and shit, and now it's like September. Oh yeah, and well, they're they're still like look, he apparently according to Dan Smith, and I read his blog on Open Minds Forum daily, and I have since 2010, and it is truly some of the most challenging writing I have ever read in terms of, like, being able to comprehend it. And that is the fun of it for me, because Dan Smith is either a genius or absolutely insane. Yeah. And he, I don't think he can be, he can be both <laughs> in this case. But, yeah, so, like, him, Grant Cameron, I think, was more just a, a spectator and champion for Dan Smith, not right. really, like, involved in his theories. But Dan Smith, what makes him interesting to me is that he legitimately has this tight connection with Ron Pendolfi, mm-hmm. you know, who is obviously a, a huge player in kind of like the UFO, you know, government, you know, t- relations and all that stuff. And so what, what's, what, what's, what's made all this ramp up into a fevered frenzy in the last, like, few months is that Ron Pandolfi's wife, Aaliyah Pandolfi, who claims to be a princess that was, came here from a pod in Pakistan, mm-hmm. yep. okay, yep. she has been doing these go-to meetings with Dan Smith, which are like, you know, they're kind of like, you know, like, Big, basically big conference calls. You call into this number, and some people are on live video and whatever. So anyway, right, it's right, like 20, 20 people on these things, and I've been doing all of them. And Ron Pandolfi is talking in the background. Like, he's there. And it's bizarre to me, because, like, the thing about it, like, it's hard to find information about Ron Pandolfi. But, like, from what I can tell, he's been quoted multiple times, like the New York Times as being a big-time CAA guy, you know, and, like, in some pretty big stuff. 
So the fact that Ron Pandolfi for all these years has been like, hanging out with Dan Smith and supposedly releasing like weird information through him because like you know he's basically the liaison Dan right, Smith right. is. I find that compelling, <laughs> you know, and like, and maybe dance, you know, maybe it's all bullshit, but my God, I am enjoying the story so much. So where does it stand now? Like, cause last I heard they were talking, like, I remember one of them was like, one of the posts that was in like April was like the gray lady. Uh, and it was alluding to yeah. like New York times. Like, <laughs> The gray lady can't sit on the UFO issue for too much longer, or the or the powers that be will, for, or, you know, it has some elaborate name or whatever. And was like, will force her hand in a, in July. And it was is, like, is that, is, is that your Grant Cameron impression? That's just kind. Of, that's just kind of my because like, that was pretty solid. Oh, nice. Now it's more just kind of like my my ridiculous like disclosure, uh, my crypt my cryptic cryptic disclosure sure. guy. You know, sort yeah, of a, like the memo they all read. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. God, yeah. Oh, Steve Bassett. We'll talk, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what? Well, so, so, what so, so, what's going on now is that a oh guy is so complicated to be able to like condense the sounds into something understandable. It's gonna be difficult, so I'll do my best. But yeah, we already so got like a princess from yeah, like yeah. exactly. She's a princess who came from a pod in Pakistan who is actually married to Ron Gandalf. Um, the story is actually weirder and deeper, but I don't. That would take hours. Um, so, are they saying there's going to be disclosure or not? Oh, that's whatever. That's all everyone wants. They they are saying <laughs> there is. So here's how, here's how here's how this disclosure is unique. Aaliyah Pandolfi, the princess, apparently has access to a portal. Yes, a portal. Another, yeah, a portal involved. A portal to another dimension, right. and there are apparently multiple portals. She has something that they call an actuator, which is, I think, a piece of technology that can create portals. Oh. But, uh, yeah, oh like the gun on Rick and Morty. <laughs> Basically, in, you know, how do I get one? My God. Yeah, I know. But, so disclosure is apparently going to come through portal technology. And supposedly, like, they were saying, like, Donald Trump is on board for the portal disclosure. And then they came back and said, Donald Trump is not on board for portal disclosure. <laughs> so... You know, it's one of those things where they, they promise the world, and then it's like, just wait 60 more days. You know, like, time to launch. My God, that yeah. guy. He, he has got to be getting benefits, right? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't looked deeply, that deeply into it, although I've asked a lot of people about it. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I, I would think that, like, he's being fed, like, misinformation or something's, something doesn't sound right. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so what they I have, mean, they're only giving him just enough information? Like, what's going on? Like, why is it taking so long? You know? You know, I kind of wonder, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, because this is something I would do if I was in the government, man. I think it would be so fun. You're like, oh, man, what band just annoys me? Blink-182, because I could agree with that. They're yeah. pretty horrible, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> he was like, what if, you know, Tom DeLonge is really into UFOs. What if we Got him out of his band through like UFOs. Oh, like promised him the world. <laughs> yeah, we broke up. If this was a ploy to get him to leave Blink One Eight Two, my God, that is the greatest thing in the world. That's brilliant. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, it'd be so heavenly. But um, yeah, I mean, the whole time to launch thing is like, look, I'm gonna pay attention because I'm, I'm a sucker for the stuff. But yeah, I don't think anything's gonna happen with him. So he emailed, you know. John Podesta, big deal. Like, you know, yeah, like did, yeah. I don't get what. Love, yeah, exactly. And, he, and obviously, you know, everyone knows he loves UFOs. So, yeah, it makes sense. 
Yeah, I mean, I've seen a million. And I, 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 I've reached the point. I, I remember like specifically like once when something like this was going around, and I asked Nick Redfern like years and years and years ago, and he was like, "This shit happens like every couple of years." And I finally sort of reached that point in my, in my life where I'm just like, "Yeah, this, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. this shit happens like every couple of years." And uh, yeah, you know, oh, I mean, like. Yeah, it's it's and Steve Bassett. I mean, I'm like, what is he? He's the one I'm talking about when I feel like he's gonna look in the mirror one day and go, "What have I done? What have I done?" <laughs> like, you know, like he's such a joker to me. Even like listening to that guy talk on least because I, I don't think he even gives a shit to be honest. I think it's just like he likes being in charge of something. <laughs> you know, he likes to feel like the martyr for you know <laughs> for the UFO I, I find calls. Be, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't, I don't buy what he's selling at all. That's you know. I'd like to think he. I'd like to think he means well, but I'm tremendously disappointed that he that he blew the the election. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. It's one of the one small part of the election results that I was unhappy about. Was like he put all the eggs in the Hillary basket, and it was like I had him on the show over and over. I'm like, what about Trump, dude? He's like, eh, don't worry about it. And I was like, dude. And we are stuck with him now. Yeah. So I said to him, I'm like, we ignore him at our own peril, Steve. He's like, don't, yes. even, don't even worry about it. And I'm just like, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, we ignore him at our own peril, dude. You know, yeah, <laughs> keep writing yeah. him off as a joke. It's going to blow up. Oh, well, I, I admit, I, I, you know, until like the very end, until like probably like a month before the election, I, I wrote it off as a joke, too. I'm like, I'm like really? Come on. <laughs> Come on. There's <laughs> no way. Yeah, but, I kind of mentally, yeah, about a month before I kind of mentally prepared myself like, yeah. well, you better be ready if this happens. You know, yeah. and I told people around me they didn't fucking listen. They were like, yeah, yeah. So shocked. I'm like, I told you to fucking, <laughs> I told you that yeah. this could happen. Like it wasn't, yeah. you know, they weren't gonna like disqualify him somehow. Like he had a shot. Like he he was yeah. eligible. He was in contention. Like, look, Jesus. I, I bet I have a feeling Kid Rock is going to become a senator pretty soon, and who knows what he'll do next. So look out for Kid Rock. You know, well, <laughs> I already said twenty eight. On the show, The Rock, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson will save us. So yeah, he'll I become president, would, and everyone will unite. Everyone will like The Rock. So Republican, mm-hmm. Democrat, would, everyone will be like, I like The Rock. I'll he's hard not. He's hard not to like. He's have you ever like met him? I have never met The Rock. I'd love to, though. I, I heard he's, he's like – did you read that GQ article about him where they talked about him running for president? But they said uh, – No, I didn't. He's got incredible, like, like – He's got like a weird like photographic memory or some shit like where he he'll talk to you and ask you like a million questions as he's talking like to find out he'll get he'll get into your whole life within like five minutes. Wow! And then he you remembers it soul. all. Like yeah, he remembers it all mm. like over the course of the day. So like you feel like he's your best friend, you know. Good lord. Yeah, must be. Man, you got you got to get the rock in this show. I should try. <laughs> you never. I know. should try and get the rock on the show. <laughs> you should, man. Be great. I regret he's, now because when they when Donald Trump first ran for president, he would appear on like any show. So it was yeah. like I should have fucking oh. I should have got Donald Trump on the show before he when he first started running for president, and all he did all day was like interviews on any show that would have him. Oh, that would be phenomenal. To go back, just because I've asked him about this shit, I've been like, so you get elected president, you're gonna release the truth about UFOs. You know, <laughs> no one asked no one asked him about yeah. that shit. It's ridiculous. No, yeah, isn't that weird? Because like. And that's why, you know, you have to think a president is it, – like, it, like, look, I'm not convinced the government knows, like, a ton about UFOs. I really don't, like, you know, hold a lot 
I'm not sure. I, I'm not positive about that. Like a lot of people are, but I mean, like if there is a presidential or if there ever was a pre- presidential like UFO debriefing, he would have said everything, man. He, right, that right. guy would have day one. He'd be like, guess what? There's aliens. Yeah, or like it's like the old JFK thing because I I suspect that he's probably got a mistress or some shit. It's like he would have told. He just would have. T- even if he didn't tell the world, he would have told other yeah. people. Like he would have oh, told. For sure. Sure. Like a bunch of other people, like in the White House and shit. He wouldn't have been able to keep. For it. Sure. That's my theory. I mean, it's my opinion. It's Me like, too. Me too. Yeah. I mean, what do I know? But like, yeah, it just seems likely that he would be dropping some UFO knowledge. Right. Right. To like. Yeah, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't that? Wouldn't that be hilarious? If Donald Trump was like the disclosure president. Oh my god. I said. Be, I, 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 think I said this on the show. I had a plan, but it's probably too late now. But uh, my idea was like that. Uh, if someone could get to, if Steve Bassett would have worked both sides and he got to Donald Trump, he could have just. I would have said to Donald Trump, I would have been like, dude, this will. You'll be like the Abe Lincoln of, you know, you'll be on yep. par with like Abe Lincoln. Like you'll, yep. this is and like would, this is like coin worthy, man. This is like <laughs> money worthy. And he. And he that's goes, all he wants. Yeah, he would have jumped on it immediately. Like even everybody in the whole government was like, you cannot do this. He just yep. would have been like, oh. You mean like they put me on Mount Rush? They would add you to Mount Rushmore, dude. If you like, fucking, oh. you know, he would do it. He would do it in a heartbeat. So uh, you know he would. You know his ego is large. Oh man, it is large. It is large. So, so do I your you before, do, do, do your actor no, friends don't. like? Do they know that you're like into all this stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah, man, for sure. I mean, like you know, look, it's like I, I'm, I'm. I'm not walking around saying aliens are real, you right, know, and like right, right. I, I, I more have like, you know, an intellectual curiosity about all things that are weird, you know, and like weird movies, weird music, you know, so UFOs and like the whole, you know, supernatural paranormal stuff. That, I think that just goes hand in hand with that stuff, you know, like, and uh, so, yeah, they do. They, they definitely do know. And like, look, I live in Los Angeles. The, the idea of, uh, that's true. Intelligence, yeah. like floating around. People are like, "Yeah, I totally." This is like a new age heaven. So it's you right. know, I'm I'm not even considered a weirdo here for sure. That makes sense. Which is yeah. nice. That's that's a good thing about California is you can be as weird as you want and you're still not that weird. There's always someone weirder, right? You know, right down the street. So yeah, well, yeah. But uh, it's funny because you know, it's almost like a distinction to be made where it's like people like you and me. It's like we don't necessarily like quote unquote like yo you believe this stuff it's more just like no but we no. think about it like most yeah, people just don't even think about it. it at all they just don't ever it's shocking because to us it's like ufos are at least part of our i wouldn't say our daily lives but certainly part of our like the fabric they of who are. we are yeah i guess yeah it they, is. I mean, they, I, sh- they sure are and you know i see the word ufo or think about ufos probably every day so yeah yeah but to tell you know, people was, it's like I, it's completely un you know, it's like me yeah. and, and tennis or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that's how far, yeah. but for a lot more people. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I mean, I know what you mean. And uh, to me, it's just, you know, even like if every story, every case I've read is like proven for me as a total hoax and total bullshit. Well, my God, I enjoyed the stories. Like yeah. a, lot, a lot of times I'll read a Jacques Vallée book, you know, like, uh, like Passport to Magonia, which is like full of these great super high weird high, or high strange stories, which that's the stuff I really love. The weirder, the better. I just love it, you know? Right. So, but the stories to me are so enriching and there's just like, I, I, I don't know. There's so much myth and it's just like the, you know, they're the same stories really is people have been telling for years and years and years. And 
they're just done in such a weird, you know, angular way that it, it excites me. You know, like that's why I love Jack Blay. Also, is such a good, like, descriptive prose writer mm. that he, he yeah. he's got like such a gift for like the English language, even though it's a second language. But I, I find him to be such an amazing writer. You know, not only for the subject that he's working in, but just like man, I. You know, I've reread uh, *Messenger of Deception*. I just reread it again like a year ago, and man, that is such a good book. Yeah, I such remember. A good book. Yeah, that was. I was thinking about that the other day because I heard he's like making the rounds on shows and stuff, and I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, that was one of the probably the one of the most life changing sort of interviews I'd, I'd, I I did on the show ever. Like it was sort of like, yeah, you know, I probably listened to that. Yeah, I've listened to that show a bunch, that one you did with him. You did a great interview with him. Like, I feel like you really – you nailed it. You took it. I feel like you took advantage of having Jacques Vallée as opposed to, like, some shows where they're just, like, so close encounters. <laughs> you know? Right, like, right. Like, no, please. Like, here's a guy who's, like uh, – I, I think about, like, Jacques Vallée kind of how I think about David Lynch to me. Uh, you know, he's, like – you know, like – they're doing, they're in a field where a lot of people are doing the same thing and trying to make money and doing all the stuff. But Jacques Vallée to me is like an artist. He doesn't like really care. He's not relying on the UFO world to make money. The guy is like a venture capitalist. Right, right. He made a ton on the So he's, yeah, he's not tainted to me. You know, like I just, I don't know. I feel like he's such a great uh, resource to have around right now. And, it's, we should all be lucky. If you're into this topic, be, I feel like we should be lucky to have him be alive when he's still, like, you know, pretty vibrant in this world. It's, it's exciting to me. I and mean, I hope – I feel like, you know, you and kind of Greg and a lot of the people you guys have in your show, there, there's you, – you know the guys I'm talking about. There's like a UFO clique you guys have, kind of the Paramania group, and you're kind of the punk rock sect of the esoteric world. Yeah, well, and like that's the kind of – Yeah, of UFO. Of you UFO, are. Mostly. You are in like I, I'm. I'm happy I found you guys when I did because I was pretty much done. I like you know like read you about UFO stuff on you know all the forums and I'm like ah the same old stories Roswell Area 51. I mean I'm, I I right, don't right. care and and, the, and all the government tie stuff has never been that interesting to me anyways. Like I'm not that into conspiracy theories and stuff. Like I, I feel like they're just kind of nasty and like. Kind of have a weird vibe to me, you know. Like yeah, I just well, I got I crossed I, that. Yeah, well, my I crossed that path in a sense with the conspiracies because to me it was like, um, I kind of got really I got into it a lot like at nine after nine eleven and shit. And that was right. right about when I got into all this, so it was kind of like a duel. Right. But to me, it was sure. like after watching all this, and now it, you know, ironically, it's the anniversary yesterday. It was like what sixteen years. It's like to me, it's like if. They, if it really is this like grand conspiracy, dude, like they won, man. Like we can't, yeah, we can't overthrow like the new world order, dude. Like no, our best I mean, bet is, is just things I mean, like, to devolve into chaos or something. That, that's the thing. I feel like for a lot, I mean, like, like what do I know? And I am not like a new world order conspiracy theorist scholar by any means. I'm not. I don't even really care about that stuff that much. But after Trump winning, isn't that kind of like proof that there is no Illuminati or no new world order? Because he is the most and like he is. The furthest thing from, uh, you know, company man. Right, right. Yeah, that so, was, I mean, like, yeah, everyone's like, they control. You know, for years I've been hearing, like, you go on above top secret or one of those kind of, like, you know, venomous forums, yeah. and they're like, they control the world. They've been picking presents since 1860. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's what you say. And then now I'm like, well, your whole theory is gone to me. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't bye. make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't well, I mean, we, I talked about that with Ken Thomas. The only theory is sort of like that, like, 
that he's purposely that they're purposely dividing up the country, you know, to to split up. You know, they're just sowing chaos. Yeah, the plan I mean, is but so chaos. Like, because if either one of them won, it would be fucking chaos. Like, you know, you they'd know, be trying to impeach Hillary Clinton immediately. <laughs> like, I, like, I suppose you know. that at some point, and I, I really like, actually, I think Ken Thomas is, like, I've just heard him on the shows. I've never read any of his work, but I've heard him on Greg's show and your show, and uh, I really like I really like him. He's very but sharp what, and very smart. He's very sharp, but he's, but he's also not into, like, the, there's, like, conspiracy theories, and then there's, like, these dark conspiracy theories right, that are, right. like, that are, like, kind of, like, Racial and like extreme right wing, and that I, I'm really turned off by that stuff. You know, like I don't want those people are just like kind of like nasty people to me. Just like I don't the Alex Jones like sect. You mean? Yeah, I think I sure. Yeah, I mean, like, like well, you know what it is. I, I think I think what you're in a sense the hook on that is like the litmus test is like I think like the like the um like the fucking Sandy Hook. You know, like like the yeah. people who kind of. Yeah. Once people start getting on board with this idea that, like, all these things are fake, that's, like, when I right. drop out. Because to me, it's like, all yeah. this shit isn't fake. Like, well, like, that's, like and, and that's my biggest gripe. It's like, nothing can be what it, it is. Um, you know, like, it, 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 it's like, there has to be some kind of, like, dark motive or, you know, hidden agenda. Like, all this, like, stuff about crisis actors and stuff like that. I'm like, my, are you serious? Right. And I feel like at a certain point, it's actually very harmful to put out there into the world. So like, I mean, like, you know, an Alice Jones fan can, would say the same thing about me. You know, you go, oh, you don't, you know, you're, you're blind, you're a sheep, you know, and like, yeah, well, yeah. maybe I, maybe I am, bud. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe right. I am. But you know, like at the same time, that cannot be a great way to live life when you are skeptical and like have think everything is a conspiracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like when they it really the must, news, yeah. it's like, oh, how are they lying to us today? It's like Jesus exactly. Christ. That's no way to live. I, I bet if you did a, and I'm just you know bullshit now, but I bet if you like did some kind of survey, you'd find out that 86 percent of those people suffer from pretty severe depression. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I guess. Yeah, certainly they're bummed. I, I, out. Really, I mean, they're bummed. They're you know, bummed. they're unhappy. They're definitely unhappy. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I think because yeah. like. I, you know, I do too. If, if you think, I think the world is like this horrible place that, you know, you're constantly being fucking yeah. lied to by every yeah, <laughs> like that. I mean, and that's really what they say. I mean, you yeah, know. and I, I, I think a lot of times uh, people don't want to take responsibility for themselves and like to blame the government and other things about why their life isn't going their way and they don't have the house and the picket fence and the two cars and the girlfriend and you know this and that. Right, and that right. Like, it's you know, it's like someone's well, fucking them over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, God, it's not – people are not always fucking you over. And if you are, then you're putting yourself in a weird position, man, one that I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I know. It's weird. It's like – I noticed that too. So, it's like these people yeah. who are unhappy. It's like, why – stop being, you know, stop being unhappy yeah. and turn it around. <laughs> I, I'm just sad for them. I really am. I, I get sad for those people, you know, like – I used to, there was a time when like a site like uh and like a bug top too I shouldn't say I don't I don't go on there very much anymore but they used to have great like uh, UFO forums right and I really like learned a lot I thought there were some really cool discussions there but after a while it started to get so like filled with like conspiratorial hate and I was just like man right, <laughs> yikes right. this is like stressing me out <laughs> I can't do this anymore. But it's all fun. It's still, it's still when I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm, oh, no, yeah, 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 like, yeah. and put like, it down. But it's, 
the whole, it's all fun. It's all, you know, like you have to take it with a grain of entertainment salt, I think, you know? Absolutely. I highly endorse the entertainment aspect of this. I've, I've kind of like mm-hmm. ripped on people who are like, take it too seriously, where it's like, Jesus Christ. You yeah. Know, it's not. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I say it's like professional wrestling, dude. You know, it's like, pro, oh my God. It's like pro That's, wrestling. You nailed it. I think you nailed it. I, I couldn't you know, agree more. It's like, what is real? There's what is element- real? Yeah, you never really know what's yeah. You never really know what's real and shit. And like, you know, the biggest moments ever in wrestling history were like the three or four times it turned real. And that's kind of (laughs) like that's kind of like how it is with the paranormal, where it's like the biggest moments are the times that we are pretty sure it was real. We don't know what it was. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, uh, you know, it it would be great. Like, I'm I'm the thing I've been like, look, I I want to figure out a way to make. Obviously, who doesn't? But like, I'm dying to figure out a way to make some kind of paranormal thing or some kind of you know. Well, that's why I wanted to ask you. Did you? Because I was looking up, uh, you know, different stuff that you did. Were you you in a movie called Skinwalker Ranch? I was. That's so weird. Like just just from the paranormal element. Like did you? Yeah. Well, was that intentional or like somehow connected to your interest, or was it just complete accident? It's. I'll, I won't go into it too much because it didn't. Uh, the movie did not turn out very well at all. Okay. Um, and the whole experience was a little. You know, I, I was. You know, it just like you know, it was a kind of a classic Hollywood type. You know, at the end of the day, we're not going to make the movie you want to make. So, right. I actually wrote the story with a friend of mine. Oh wow! Uh, to the movie, and that it, it was a much different story. I actually wanted it to be a very not special effects, more psychological thriller that was like a doc, you know, a fake documentary, but shot in like a very like serious way, you know, like not like, and then, but long story short, what ended up happening is the financiers wanted to do, make it more of a um, found footage movie. And I didn't really get my way and it just turned to something I didn't want it to be in missed opportunity, but you know, I learned a lesson, but yeah, no. So, I mean, like, Honestly, okay. So I just didn't. Yeah, because I saw that. I so you are sort of. You are. You are. You know. You are trying to like do get the paranormal up. Dude, I have pitched, you know, probably ten different shows that have different like different versions of something with the paranormal. Mostly having to do with like ufology and stuff. You and me need to sit down sometime after the show. After even maybe even after the season. And we'll just – I'll just, like, write down, like, ten ideas. <laughs> so yeah, next well, time you, you can be like, how about this? How about that? Like, crazy yeah, fucking, the, you know. Well, the sad thing is, is what I have found out, because I, I don't really get the opportunity to pitch hour long. I mostly, like, am able to, just because I do comedy stuff, they just want really half-hour shows for me. Yeah. And let me tell you what they do not want. Oh, no, these is, would be huge. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't want these shows, and I have found that out. And I'm at a point with, like, my representation, like, my manager and agent, they're like, please, do not bring us another one of these ideas because no one wants it. And, and they're right. <laughs> they don't. No, I can imagine. At least they, they, they don't I'll want still to give you the idea. I would want you, when, Then you call hey, me, like, I'll in three them. years, you... and be like, they wanted that sitcom idea, though. Because <laughs> we'll, we'll go time. I don't want to do anything, like... Like anything no. that's ever been seen by on the you know in the paranormal before yeah. on TV, like cause I need to find I, something that I would watch. So it's like yeah, like people that's, have heard of a great show. Yeah, and and it, that is good. It's you know, and actually, by the <laughs> guy, the guy who plays Jerry Luca Jones is one of my best buddies. Is and, that uh, the guy that looks is, like is, you? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, every he's time guy. I see the show, I think they should get you on as like his doppelganger <laughs> yeah, or some shit. Yeah, he, he's one of my great my great friends. And the funny thing is, he could not be less interested in this stuff. He thinks it is just complete bullshit. He looks like <laughs> and he, we, he looks like he's playing you, dude. Every time I see him. Yeah, <laughs> we have a similar. Him and I like go hiking together a lot. A lot of people like Jesus. Are they the same person? In uh but it's funny because we have these long discussions about this stuff. Me trying to like not convince him. I'd never try to convince him, but just to try to like point out there there's some validity to what I'm you know and all this stuff. And he's just like no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a real smart dude. He's like, he has like a doctor in philosophy, so he's very hard to debate. But um, you know, but, it, it but is so funny. they really, I can, I can see why. Like, with all due respect to the folks who do have paranormal shows, they're on like all these low right. rent, like um, yeah, uh, infotainment channels now. They're like yes, you know, yeah. what are they like? And this I, History Channel, Discovery, not oh, you know, yeah. all those like uh, what's the like. There's one that's like all paranormal There's, all the time. I forget. ID yeah, something. Not ID. Yeah, I think it's a murder one, but yeah. I think, yeah, it's something like that. But yeah, I mean, there is, it's it's weird because it seems like UFOs and paranormal, even though to guys like us, they don't, they feel like they've it's all kind of gone underground. It's actually bigger than ever on TV. You know, with all, I still think Ancient Aliens, I mean, God, they're still doing new episodes of that. And oh, yeah. Obviously, sure. they are getting the, they're getting the viewers, so there is a thirst for this stuff. Right. But it's, sure. not, it's, it, but it's not the uh, beverage that you and I would prefer to drink. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I remember when you and uh, Paul Kimball years ago were trying to get a documentary off the ground, I think almost a sequel to his uh, top 10 UFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie which I which I really love. I that yeah, nobody you fault nobody like would. It was like a GoFundMe and it was, I was more like a no so, fund me. No one, no one put man, any money. I'll tell you what. If if my ship ever comes in, I'm gonna finance that because I, I, just for the simple fact that I want to watch it. I think that yeah. Would, I I was so excited about that. I was like, oh my, this could be the first really great UFO documentary. I mean, there's some good ones out there, but they all have like big flaws in them to me. I, th- I would feel like they lose the narrative at some point, and they start tangentializing into places that don't really pertain to the <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. But man, that idea. Of, now, if you don't mind, we, the premise was like you were looking. You guys were going to look into the non-ETH. Is that the long and short of it? No, he did the ten best. You have, you've seen the first movie, right? That's actually yeah, excellent. of course, That's excellent. So, yeah. uh, oh, it's great. No, I really. It was supposed it. to yeah. be like, okay, we've established that there's something to this. What now? What could it be? And explore like the different possibilities. Right. See, so, I, I mean, you yeah. should uh, try. To, I mean, I don't know. It's like it's such a good idea. I, I feel like people would like it if they just you could convince them to watch it. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was just like, say they exactly. Watch it. Well, it's funny because um, the um, did you see the Stephen Greer movie? I did. I did. Oh, I did. watched it. See, I didn't like, watch it. I did. It was on Netflix, or it was on Amazon. So I did not now, pay yeah. for it. Yeah, it was on Netflix. That's what it was. And you know, like, look. I mean, like, did, I was. I have to admit, I was sort of entertained. There were some like good moments, and obviously, like, there's good pieces of I don't know what I would call it information, or just good pieces of good nuggets. Good nuggets of information or entertainment that I I found valuable, but like, yeah, well, it's like shit. Him, give or take, you know, it's like shit. You like, you, yeah. Take my yeah. word for it, kind of shit. Where it's like, all right, I guess Marilyn oh, yeah. Monroe was murdered because of UFOs. I mean, that is such that, but it almost—I don't know what he was. I mean, I guess obviously it was you know kind of to get some shock value in there to get more viewers. 
I didn't see the movie, what, so I don't know. Like, it was oh. yeah. We we didn't we shouldn't spend time discussing a Stephen Greer movie, but like he, yeah, it's it's such a it was such a weird left turn and such a leap for me, I guess. That yeah. I was like, oh, no oh boy, here he goes again. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. It's funny because I've I, now I'm almost not watching it because I have this thing where uh, and to update people because they'll appreciate this, and I don't think he'll mind me saying his name. Uh, when I was up at Exeter. I was outside having a cigarette with, uh, and uh, Peter Robbins was out there, and I, I was talking nice. to him, and this guy came out who was part of the, you know, was a attendee at the conference, and uh, we were all talking, and this, folks, was the very thing I was talking about, because the guy, who's a, a UFO fan or whatever, you, you know, he's a, a consumer, um, he, we were talking, you know, about stuff. And he asked us if we'd seen the Stephen Greer movie. Peter, <laughs> who like me is in the UFO bubble, hadn't he, he? He had heard of it, but just completely dismissed it. So it's like <laughs> there's something, there's something to that, where like yeah. the average people are watching this movie, folks, and I'm almost not watching it now because that's become my bailiwick about how <laughs> about yeah, people in the bubble aren't. But it's like there's there's clearly something to this this idea that like. The people who are quote unquote serious about this are as out of the loop as, as, as you know as we could imagine in a sense. You know, myself I included. Mean, I haven't seen the movie. I, <laughs> yeah. You know. But you know, you're you're I mean, you're you're not wrong. Like I feel like I I, I have been what, one of the weird things that, you know, and I'm sure you have experienced this too. I think anyone who's into this topic and that people know of, that you are into this topic, every once in a while, will be like, oh yeah, you know, like. Uh, Roswell's aliens, huh? And I'm like, yeah, sure, if you say so, but I am not interested in that kind of stuff. So it's like, I always find my, I used to find myself justifying myself more. Like if I was at a bar drinking some buddies and someone brings up UFOs, like, oh, Steve believes in aliens. And I'm like, well, it's more nuanced that, than that, friend. Right. You know, and then I would, I would spend 20 minutes explaining to them what I was interested in. And then I'm like, why am I even doing that? So now people are like, he likes aliens. I'm like, yep, I'm the alien guy. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I don't even try anymore, man. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, I'm sure you've ran into that a lot in your life. Yeah, yeah. People, yeah, people, I, I, it's like I hate talking about this stuff unless, unless I'm doing a show. So it's very, like, weird. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, I well, think you and I you know, talked a, a fair amount about it in L.A., but that was kind of, yeah. it was sort of a paranormal gathering, so it was like things come well, up. Yeah, and, it, and that's the thing, I feel like I, I actually love, love, I almost love talking about this stuff more than I love talking about anything else, but there's not that many people I can talk about it with. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, at, yeah. At the, at, 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 not saying that I'm a, a UFO scholar or no, 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 but you follow like what's books. going on. I, shit, so you, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know about like a certain sect of it. Like I, I you know, obviously like a big fan of Jacques Vallée, and I've read some, you know, a lot of the Keel books, and you know, I'm th- that kind of world I find just absolutely fascinating, and I can talk about it for hours over a couple beers, but not that many people. I feel like are and this sounds so elitist, but are savvy enough to talk about it the way I want to talk about it. Like, I'm very specific. Like, I feel like you and I can sit around and talk about this stuff for 20 hours and probably could go on for another 20. Or like Greg Bishop, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, if, for sure, yeah. But, like, the dudes at the Paramania thing, it's like, man, I mean, like, I even felt bad because I feel like I wanted to talk about this stuff more than you because I'm sort of an outsider. I don't, like, you know, I'm not in this world. I'm just kind of like, 
I hover around it right, and I have right, some buddies right. in it. Well, it's crazy. So for like, me, it, I was I was so starstruck to meet all you guys. <laughs> like, oh, God, it's just scary, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was well, so it's funny because, like, you know, yeah, well, you were saying uh, you were filming something today with, I think, Rob Riggle, and I was like, yeah. Uh, to me, I'm like, holy shit, Rob Riggle, wow, that's awesome. And if it was like, yeah. you know, if I message you and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have Grant Cameron on in a couple of weeks or whatever, I'm not oh. uh, relaxed. But <laughs> you'd be like, what? Yeah, so it's weird. I would do anything to talk to Grant Cameron for two hours. I would love that so much. Like, love it so much. Yeah, see, like, for me. I should, like, maybe later on, like, toward the end of the season, we'll get you on as a guest co-host and you can you can interview <laughs> Chris about all this shit. I, well, I, I tell you, I, I know. Yeah, you know uh, that shit backwards and forwards, so you'd be able to. I mean, like, and, and I can't say I'm proud of it. I, I mean, the amount of time <laughs> I've sunk into reading. I mean, if you if you add up all the hours I've read, been reading Dan Smith's quite, quite possibly crazy blog. I mean, it, 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 you, it's like a shame. fantasy novel. It sounds like it's like a fantasy things. novel, but there, it, it's, it's unfolding really, in real time, kind of thing. Yeah, and I can't tell if it's incoherent or absolute, like William S. Burroughs style genius with like hidden text and like yeah, like cut out thinking. I mean, like it, 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 I'm telling you, it's so. I, I I I would ask any of you guys to give it a. Sh- I mean, you'll jump. You would go to a blog and read it and go, I have no idea what this, any of this means. But if you keep on reading, you'll start to pick up on some of the acronyms and the shorthand. And it's wild, man. It's wild. And there's pretty much seven people who have been posting on it for like for <laughs> 10 years. And, and that's the sad thing. And they have no it's idea like, that you're like one of, <laughs> no idea. One of their no big idea longest readers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And even on the go-to meetings, because you can like ask questions. And these things are like two hours long. I end up asking like 75% of the questions. Oh, my annoying. God. Wait, are the go-to meetings annoying. with the princess? Yeah, I'm on every – I haven't missed one. Jesus, and there's like dude. all these there's all these like big UFO people, mostly kind of the crazy people, I think. I mean, and then not great. I like Grant Cameron. I, I think he's I think he's eccentric, but I like him. I like him too. Uh, I don't know what he's mixed up in yeah. all this shit for. Well, I'm glad you know, he is. No, I am I'm, too. I, if, if I'm, glad I'm glad he's mixed up. I'm glad he's mixed up in the Dan Smith stuff because he's going to help it unfold for me. <laughs> he's actually just throwing gas in the fire, and so for me. This is such a sub, 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 sub subject of the UFO. Oh yeah, this is like an unfolding drama. Yeah, this is oh, like a, it's a it's about as deep of a cut as you can get. You know? Yeah, no, and, for uh, sure. And that Grant is sort of bringing it out into at least his fold. To me, I'm I'm just so excited about it. So whether it bears any kind of fruit, probably not. But man, I'm enjoying the ride. Well, I'll be interested to see how it pans out. I have my I have my doubts, but I, I I've lost yeah. like I said I lost track of it over the summer, and now it's like something needs to happen. <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah. Really, I mean, it, it would yeah. be it would be great. It'd be great. Hey, something I wanted to mention to you, mm-hmm. um, or a- ask you. You have you ever considered uh, like trying to do this as a radio show? Like on like the I know app, it's like on, on terrestrial radio. radio? Yeah, the terrestrial radio. Like basically, I'm saying is, when are you going to take over? Uh, well, I can't, maybe I can't even say that. Maybe or, like I would love. You should have a show. There's another show that's big, big and mainstream. And I'm not going to say the name of it. I wish you were the host of that show. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. I'm not yeah. like. Is that is that okay for me to say? I don't want to sure, get in trouble. Sure. 
Okay. <laughs> you said if you just if you just quickly said it, it probably less people would have noticed or paid attention than the <laughs> the elaborate. I brought a lot of it. I brought up a lot the of the fucking Voynich manuscript that you just laid out for people to decode. <laughs> oh my god! Nice, nice Voynich. Thank you. By the way, didn't they just decode that? And it was a, a guide for feminine fem, feminine yeah. hygiene. Yeah, I saw that. I now, hope tell it, me this. It, that's that's so funny. That is so funny. It is. It is. Although you know, they disagree. I kind of hope it isn't because I was hoping that it was more elaborate. But in my mind, I, yeah. I think in my heart, I know that it is. Like I know that probably yeah. is what it is. <laughs> I mean, look. Of course, I wish it was some kind of like ancient wisdom about vamanas or interdimensional, you know, right, intelligence. Right. I, I wanted it to be the weirdest thing possible. On the other hand, that it's feminine hygiene tips, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, I don't know if this is true, and I, I'm, I'm like, this is the kind of thing you get in trouble for, but I, I'm going to apologize if this is somehow sexist, folks. I don't know. Everything's so creepy now. But the, uh, I guess the point I was going to make is, like, would it make sense that, like, because I'm thinking it would, that they would, like, because of how, how fucking weird sexual taboos are, that they would, like, have to code the book somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, was, it was only handed down to, I don't know, women who, you know, old grandmas who could pass on the knowledge right. to, other, to other ladies. You know, maybe it's that yeah. kind of thing. I have no idea. But, like, that seems, yeah, it, well, if you look at it in that way, it's like, I can kind of see how that would be what it is. Yeah, well, that's actually an interesting take on it. Because I, did, I didn't really think uh, deeper on it. Once I, I just kind of, like, read the headline, read a couple sentences, and had a good laugh and right. moved on. And, but, uh that's interesting because who would spend so much time coding something so mundane? Maybe you weren't you know, supposed to like, like, maybe, maybe like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't to be talked about in polite company was the idea. I don't know. Right. Yeah. No, that, but that, but now, now I'm kind of like reinterested in it. There might be, this might be like a total misdirect or maybe coded within the feminine hygiene stuff. See, where do you get a load nothing of this? Is <laughs> <laughs> Lady, where, where do you get a load of this segue? Because I, because that reminds me now of – I went down, like, one of those Wikipedia rabbit holes uh, the other night. and um, Those are fun. Yeah, and uh, actually from Robert Schneck's book, because he was writing about the Bye Bye Man, and he said right. part of the thing was that the dude, like, traveled on the rails, and he was like – he said that there's a group um, – there's, like, a – essentially, folks, there's, like, a gang. There's a, there's a, a Hells Angels of the freight train hopping world. Um, I forget wow. their name. Yeah, um, yeah. So I got I got like way into that. Oh, and the and and so then I got deep into it, like two hours of fucking like following every link I could to find out more about this gang. And I got into like real stories from from people who who are currently like or were freight train hoppers to find out like what that, what that life is like. Yeah, yeah. And and I found out taking this back to the Voynich manuscript. That uh, there's like a secret uh, called the Game Change, oh no, the uh, the Crew Change Guide, yeah, the CCG, uh, the CCG called the Crew Change Guide. That's like handed, that is like how I described the Voynich manuscript just then. It's handed out to to you know up and coming uh, train hoppers who've proven their worth in the underground train hopping world, and it like has secrets and tips on how to all of all the different train spots in the country. And you can't, really? you can't, it's like fucking vehemently, you can't get it online. You're not like, if you post it online, they'll fucking kill you. 
Like, like it's not, you know. Oh my God, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is still wait, this is still going on in like now, like in two thousand. Yeah, yeah, now, like the dude, the dude was like, someone's like, have I, my buddy was into this shit, and he said there was a thing called a like a like a secret manual that you know was pat. And the guy's like, yeah, that's the crew change guide. He's like, you can talk about it, but you can't post it online. And, you know, if people post it online, everybody flips out. Like, makes you take it. Down. Imagine getting somebody on the show who knew who was like an expert in that stuff. I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, as crazy as it sounds, because, like, I'm one of those people who dreams from their armchair, but I was like, I'd like to someday earn the, <laughs> earn, yeah. earn, earn my hands on a copy of the Crew Change Guide. Like, I want to earn the underground manual of the train hoppers. I want you to earn it, too. And it I sounds know. Like, it cool? I mean, it'd be so cool. I'm definitely not going to join you on the train hopping thing, but I will celebrate you and be the biggest champion. I'll, I'll send you supplies for the road. Like, the <laughs> there you go. No, it's not <laughs> hard. And, like, milk dogs. It sounds yeah, I'm awesome. sure it's a. It sounds romantic, but I'm sure it's pretty grim out there oh, on the train yeah. railroad. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Well, this, yeah. Tim, I I gotta ask you something. I'm a little, I'm 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 nervous to ask you, but I have to use the restroom. Oh yeah, go ahead. Pretty bad. Yeah, it, it'll just take me. I'm. It'll take me like 15 seconds. Time. Dude, don't worry about it. I'll be right back, brother. Fire away. Wow. All right. I hope folks are enjoying the show so far. Steve's uh. See, he's used to the world of Hollywood with those commercial breaks and stuff like that. We don't have commercial breaks on But All of America. So now I have to talk. So what's going on uh, with the show? I think we're going to have a couple more first-time guests after Steve. Um, we did UFOs. Last week we did Weird Stories. Tonight we're doing Pop Culture. So, I mean, what's left? Maybe a ghost episode with a new first-time guest ghost uh, guest and uh, maybe one more UFO show or a Bigfoot one or something like that, and then hopefully that'll round out September. And then October we can get back to bringing some of the some of the fir- first time or second time, you know the uh, you know their first return, if you will, folks who were on originally. Yo, buddy. Thank you. I am feeling Ooh. refreshed. All right. Um, I what- uh, I had a large iced tea on my way home, so. Large IT, yeah, Voynich Manuscript. Um, yeah, man. Where do we get off? So tell me a little bit about, since, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, I mentioned all this stuff you're on. So you did, did you do, because we didn't talk about any of it really. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. are like, he's no, not fine. from Hollywood, that's your neighbor. <laughs> oh, I just um, thought of this. I need your yeah. encouragement. I should do, because I'm doing first time guests here this month. Uh, right. I wanted, to, my neighbor, turns out she's like 90. And she uh, was a child in Nazi Germany and made it out of uh, out of Germany after like the war. So she lived through the war in Nazi Germany. And I'm like, I should fucking, I should interview Yvonne. You should. You, I mean, you should probably like do it on her terms and like go over there and just like put the recorder down and talk to her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, doing it live with the (laughs) neighbor. Yeah, with the music. Just the music alone would be like, <laughs> she'd be like, what kind of show is this? <laughs> yeah, but no, I was Man. like, I I saw her at like a picnic or something, and like it somehow came up, and I'm like, A, how did I not know this before? And B, like, can we talk? <laughs> can we? Yeah. I kind, of, I kind of like poked a little bit with questions, just, and she was very open, so it was like, okay, clearly she wants to talk about this. Like, she'll, clearly she'll, you know, 
Because I was just like, what was that like? And then she kind of did like a little five-minute, you know, thing where I was like, okay, clearly like she's – yeah, I mean, what a, that would be a such a valuable interview, I think. Yeah, so see that? I thought of that while you were in the bathroom, so. Boom, that's an idea. Put it in the dream board, baby. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you did, you, now you did connecting the paranormal to your work. Now you did yes. the drunk history Roswell thing, uh-huh. right? I okay. did, yeah. Yeah, and that was something I pitched to them. Yeah, because uh, uh, Derek, who, you know, it's Derek Waters, it's his uh, show, and, uh, you know, he's the star of it, whatever, it's his show, and uh, he is an old friend of mine, we used to do a lot of sketch comedy together, and just, you know, we're good buddies, and work together whenever we can, and uh, so I do a lot of those, and so he's always like, hey, man, if you want to pinch a story, and it, you know, somehow fits in with the theme we're doing for that week, and it works, great, you can do that, and Roswell just happened to do that, because they want to do this, uh, like, a New Mexico Sort of a sort of a theme for like an episode. Yeah, and so I was like, perfect, you know, like in Roswell, like you can't, you know, I feel like you, there's not a bunch of like UFO stories you can really do. I mean, I, I like look between you and me, I don't love the Roswell story. I don't think there's anything to be gleaned off it. I don't think we'll ever learn any what really happened there. It's just not that interesting to me, right. to me at this point. But it seemed like you know when I said Roswell, like everyone knows about Roswell, so boom, perfect. Um, but yeah, that was fun. You know, like I feel like, Ooh, I kind of got to get a little UFO thing in there. And you know, the answer I gave was the project mogul, uh, answer, which I think is probably the most likely. I mean, yeah. what do I know? I'm not, I'm not, you know, Kevin Randall, but, uh, Oh, <laughs> look at me dropping. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. It's for your people. It's for your people. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it just doesn't seem that anything, you know, high strange is going on there to me. But, yeah, I think a lot of people I, – I ran to a couple people where it was at a uh, – I went to a UPARS talk. Do you know what UPARS is? No, it's like UPARS. It, UPARS, it used to be the Los Angeles MUFON-like chapter, really? but then they got the, – but they got in, like, a tiff with MUFON. No, and you said, don't say. Yeah, and they said, screw you guys. We're doing our own thing, and they call it UPARS. I don't know what it stands for, but every once in a while – if like Nick Redburn's there or like I've seen Chris O'Brien speak and like someone that is, you know, really interesting to me, I'll go check it out. But I went to go see God who I can't remember. I think I saw David Politi speak, which is actually oh, wow. very interesting. No, it was yeah. really cool. He yeah, there was like four Yeah, see it was really cool. And uh but two people came up to me, these two girls and they're like, Hey, we saw you in drunk history. I'm like, Oh, cool you know, and like they were like, Why did you say it was that? You know it's not that. Did they oh, tell God. you to say it was that? And they were like, I'm like, I don't, like, you know, I was like, I'm not going to, like, change the argument see, with you guys. Yeah, see, it's wor- it's like doubly worse because you're like a Judas, you know? Yeah. When you first said that, I'm like, I can see how they'd be pissy. Then it's like, you know it's not. It's like, oh, Jesus, dude, don't yeah, betray. Like, all don't, right. You don't want to betray the UFO buffs. That's when they, yeah, really, I, that's when the knives really come out. I guess. And that and that's, and that's, but that's also an interesting thing. It's just like, it's honestly like you're telling somebody who is like, um, it's a, like a religious Christian. Yeah. It is. It's like you're saying like your God sucks, you know, and like that's when I check out. I'm like, oh, you guys are sad people. I just feel sorry for them. I'm like that you can be so defensive over something that you really don't have the facts on. <laughs> it's uh Yeah, no one does. Yeah. Ooh, so it's not like yeah. right. it's not like we're saying we do. It's like Yeah, anyone who anyone who's like quote unquote like come to a conclusion about this. I'm always just like 
All right, I can't. I really can't yep. take them, there. except for my friend Bruce Rocks, because like he, he, I never, yeah. I, I'll never quite really get it, but he came to a conclusion and then just dropped the fuck out of this. And yep. it's like I can respect that. It's like mm-hmm. he's he's he thinks that he knows, he thinks he's figured it out. Um, you know, I've kind of, I think I've explored most of it with him, but I still don't quite like really get it because he just sort of has a very, you know, he has a certain. You know what though? And I respect that. I actually, and you know what, you want to hear this, this is a compliment to you. I love how you have like that Thanksgiving tradition with him. Oh, thanks, man. And, and on every Tuesday before Thanksgiving, I make my great, great, great grandmother's stuffing, and I always listen to that. that wow, man. That's Thank my you. little Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, dude, that's my little Thanksgiving tradition. So I have a fondness for Bruce Ross. I've never read a book for him. I've only heard him just through your interviews. But I've never met him. I think he's just uh... – I think he's awesome. I, I really there's something about him. I think he's just a really cool dude. So how yeah. did you find, people, how did you how did you find him? That's one of the great banal of America stories. I'm glad you brought it up. Actually, uh, please, like to tell, ask him, it, please uh, tell me. One of the listeners asked to, if I would interview Bruce Rocks. This is like ten. You know, I think the show's been going on for like 13 years. So maybe you know, almost 10 years ago. And it was like right. I couldn't find. He had no. He has no digital footprint. He's not on Twitter, right. Facebook, anything, anywhere. Um, you know, his book came out like at the turn of the century or something, or like right out, you know, ten years ago at least. It was like he's just nowhere to be found. And eventually, eventually, after like two years, I found him, and uh, and the book is like five hundred pages. And I read it, uh, Hollywood really? versus the Aliens, and I was like, this is insane. And we did, since it was such a personally epic quest for me to find this dude. And he ha- oh, and that was the thing. Since he had dropped out, he hadn't done an interview in like ten years. So it was like, oh shit, this is like no one's gonna get Bruce Rocks because right, no one can fucking find him. But I found him. Now let me let me ask and you. Was, a and he was as question. cool and friendly in the very first like five minutes I talked to him as he was as he's been all these years. So it wasn't like you know this, he was just, right. he just hit it off like he was like oh hey thanks for calling you know and it was like. Yeah, dude, I've been I've been walking through the desert for two years, like searching for you, man. And he was yeah. like, you know, and it was like, oh, come on in, we'll talk about UFOs. What a like, great story! <laughs> Thank you, brother. So now, like, like was he like at one point like you said like he dropped out for ten years? Now was he one point like a player? Was he like on coast to coast and like? I think he was I on mean, coast, I mean, coast like once, but he was like okay. He was, do you know who William Bramley is? I know the name, and I can't place his. William uh, Bramley wrote his situation. Um, like a book that traces – it's a lot like a Jim Mars book, and I mean that with right. the highest of uh, compliments. It's like it traces like right. all of fucking human history um, to like the present day being like the mid-'90s or maybe the just turn of the century, and um, like telling the story about how re- like UFO researchers think that um, that all of the religions were created by, by uh, aliens. Mm-hmm. And it like spells out sort of like all the, all it like takes you through history and then go and then you know and and, and a parallel narrative like how this might have been an alien. And right. it's like this is way, you know, it's it's far more entertaining if you're a history buff. It's like amazingly entertaining compared to like a Zachariah Sitchin. You know, that's maybe like the first chapter is like the Sitchin stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then right. Like, right goes through, like, oh, the Roman gods, how is this, you know, and all, you know, Christianity, you know, that's, a, like, two or three chapters cool. or whatever. Yeah, it's excellent, excellent. That's Gods of Eden, and um, anyone I know is, like, 
um, who's been around forever because he did the same thing. Like he wrote the book and then just ditched, they just bailed on the scene. And and essentially, he's another guy I've been. I briefly tracked him down, but couldn't get him to do an interview. And I should probably try again uh, since it's last you know, season. But yeah, so that, that's, that's Bruce's deal. Like he wrote a couple books. Feels like he figured it all out, and then pretty much was like, I don't really see the point in being a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and the guy, I mean, I can. He probably. He maybe he made the right decision. <laughs> you know, like. Um, you know what? Kind of something interesting uh, that you and I have in common, I think. The Bruce Rux, like, the the journey to get, find him was probably so fun for you. You know, like, I, because I, I, too, am very interested in some of these uh, kind of, like, at least influential thinkers in the UFO field who, or people who actually made a little mark and then they left. Yeah, I you am, know, too. Like, I find them fascinating. Who, who is the guy? Oh, Greg Bishop talks about him on his show. Uh, Grimstad. Uh, he wrote the. Uh, oh God, I'm. It's like this book that's like five hundred dollars on Amazon. It's uh, Rebirth of Pan. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Guy, he, uh, he Jim. Out of Jim. Scene? Yeah, well, I, I think he like wrote like Mysteries of America or something. I'm getting the title wrong. And then uh, Rebirth of Pan, and then just kind of like later took off. Yeah. Interesting. Which is, you know, I think he, like, dropped a couple of bombs. It's like, peace, I'm out, you know. And then another guy I'm so fascinated by is, do you know who Armin Victorian is? Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. He was, like, this orc. Like, he had, he had like, he went by, like, five different names. He, I, he lived, like, in London, I think. But he was, like, an orchid smuggler who got into the UFO scene and ended up getting, like, all these, like, kind of, like, aviary people on the phone for interviews and you can find these interviews like on the yeah, telephone somebody was telling he, me about him the other day i think greg was dude, telling me a he, story about it yeah i think he yeah, called greg he, at one point yeah 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 man and he's like got he got like john alexander on the phone uh ron pandolfi i can't remember but some like kind of like <laughs> hard to score you know military CIA type of people like on the phone talking about this stuff and it's really nuts. Yeah. And he, I think, I think he just disappeared. Like no one knows what happened to him. Well, the like, dude, he just on the, vanished on that line. My white whale in that sense is like uh, Jamie Chandra. I find him to be oh, like, fascinating. He you, was like right in the thick of some of the biggest like moments of the eighties in this. And, and mythos. I am so I have IMDb. I mean, like, because you know, he always claims to be Hollywood producer Jamie Chandra. I looked him up on IMDb so many times, and it was like UFOs tonight or that you know '80s like big UFO documentary, and then like one or two things. But he, there's no paper trail on him, and I have been. I've asked Greg about it. I think Greg. I've asked Greg about it too, and I think he does live in LA. But what? I would love to talk to him. I'd love to talk to William Moore, too. My God, yeah, I'd love yeah, to talk yeah. to William Moore. Oh, boy. I find him to be so fascinating. I would love to play him in a movie someday. Yeah, he's the kind of guy whose who's story should be a movie. You know what I mean? I, they made one I, about I, that gong show guy fucking that was – I mean, <laughs> this – yeah, I mean, I, I, I've told Greg a million times I think Crosby Bader should be a movie. I, I think it's – I've said that, I too. Think, we should buy the rights to the movie from Greg and you and I will write it. Hey, yeah, I talk, I talked to him about it. I mean, like I think you know, if I ever, you know, could gain any more influence in this business, I, that would be like 
a pet project of mine is to see Project Beta get made somehow. So I, I think it would be – it's just – Yeah, that reads actually, like a movie, too. It's like oh, – it's very – it's a tale – that's what I like about it, too, is it hits right in our sweet spot, which is like – it's about the person in the middle of all this shit, not like exactly the UFO is a complete. It's a it's a MacGuffin actually in that story. It's, it's a not total, even a, it is. You know, it's a it's a spy satellite or whatever. It's such an afterthought. You know, it's 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 and the thing about Project Beta, it's like, you know, there's a real sense of adventure and action, and there's a sense of like espionage and intrigue, and then there's also like this great sadness to that book. You oh, know, yeah, like cause the guy's it, life is like fucking ruined. Really? Yeah. I mean, like I found I, I was like very emotional when I read Project Bam. Like, man, this is really like this guy was really troubled and he was really taken advantage of. And I don't know if it's one of those situations where you 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 can necessarily blame people. There are people who were doing their jobs, and I think maybe they didn't realize what they were doing to him, or maybe they did. I don't know. You know, but I, I mean, like, I don't think like. You know, I'm not one of those like, Well, that's the thing. Asshole, that's the human, or, you, know. you know, something that's that's life, though. I bet you they it was both. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, you know I think what I mean? Right. It's like they felt bad, right. and yeah. they knew it was their job, and they were conflicted, and it's like, I got to do this, but, yeah, you know, maybe one day it was funny, and then another day you felt really bad, and then another day the guy kind of yep. pissed you off, so you were like, good, fuck him. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I wonder, you know, like, I wonder, it would be so interesting like, if you could get – because I know he has children. Like, just from, like, I think reading Project Beta and other things, like, and his children, like, I, I think kept him away from, like, any, you know – Yeah, Greg said, you, like, his he, kids don't want him to do any of this stuff. And I'm sure that's true, and, like, obviously that should be – that wish should be respected. But I wonder if there will ever be a time where they'll want to talk about it. You know, and, yeah. like, it may be in the proper format. Like, if someone's like, hey, we want to kind of make a documentary – and do it right, and I, I mean I don't know. It just I wonder if so the guy that made Magic Man asked them because he he did do a documentary essentially that was like Project Beta. Which oh uh, Mirage Man? Yeah oh yeah Mirage Man. I'm sorry. Yeah no I I actually I I really enjoyed Mirage Man. Mostly because of seeing Rick Doty. I'll be he, honest, I haven't actually seen it. So. <laughs> oh, it's good. It is good. Like I, I actually really like. It. I've, I've watched it a couple times. I, find, I just find that subject matter so fascinating. No, I don't think they that. I read the book too, and the book is not nearly as good as Project Beta. Project Beta is just a more, I don't think, intellectual look into it to me. Um, yeah, yeah. But they're kind of covering sort of the same topic, although I think Greg's is much better. A bit, much better version, but Rick Doty is in that a lot, and it is right. he is one of those guys to me. Like I'm just I love not like love him as a person, but I love the I love a trickster, and Rick Doty is probably for me my favorite trickster in the UFO scene. Yeah, like a like, John, like a John Lear kind of. Oh yeah, man, he's Doty like is. Trickster, yeah. He's old. Well, God, I, I mean, put a, put a pin in John Lear. I'd love to get back to him. Um, I would love to talk. I could talk about John Lear for hours. But by the way, one thing I just want to say: if you watch the Richard or not Richard Gear, the Stephen Greer documentary, Richard Doty is in it. Oh, nice. So, I mean, that's pretty cool to see a contemporary interview with Richard Doty. So you just, thought, you just, you just anything with Richard Doty in it, you'll watch. I will, because I'm so fascinated by him. This guy is just a cunning little trickster, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> like the whole, I think the whole Serpo thing is one of the greatest pieces of comedy in the 21st century. I love it. I love it so much. I, now, the more I talk to you now, I'm wishing that like they had said, like, fuck Tom DeLonge. We should just give this shit to Steve Berg. 
They should have. I would be. Although I never would have played. You know, I'm. I would have. I'm too much of a jackass. I think. Here's a now. See, this is oh, this is one for one of ten, right? This is the show you pitch. That's the that's the premise there. of the show. There that, it is. That, I'm disclosure. Yes, that the government the government found out you like UFOs, and since you're an actor, they're gonna make they're gonna give you the information, and you're you're just like I don't want to do that. I don't. <laughs> you know, I don't want to uh, be the they just tell you shit. Yeah. And they're like, well, we'll only tell you more about this if you do this. Oh, man, I don't have the – I'm not even close to having enough juice, man. That, But you know what? That may just no, no, I'm just me the yeah. push over the top. I need to really kill it this year so I can be the people they approach to about disclosure. I, I would I would oh, kill yeah, that yeah. job. I would nail it. I would nail it. Yeah, yeah. Once you're, yeah. Once you're like at the rocks <laughs> at the rock spot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. Um, and going back to, I don't, I don't want to forget about John Lear. I love the John Lear interview you did years and years ago. That was an err. Uh, that's old school, but all. Yeah, that was like third season. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. It was it's weird. I mean, J- some folks you interview, and they're like, most of those early season finale guests were like people that I couldn't believe. Like, if you go back and listen, it's like I couldn't believe that I actually got to interview them. Like, you can hear me. I know. You know? I know. Like, that yeah. much. Like David Icke. Like, I interviewed David Icke. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> I you forgot know? about that, man. Yeah, that was a great episode. How in the hell did you get – I mean, like, that can't be an, an easy get. And you were, like – you were your show was not that old then. Like, it was like – No, that was, like, season – that was, like, yeah, I was thinking it was – we did, like, Gary McKinnon. Uh, yeah, and even that – even – I mean, those yeah, are Yeah, nobody has an interview with him anymore. You yeah. must have just had balls of steel, like when you were like first started. Like I don't care, well, I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah, I would just chase people down. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the only person so, I ever like tried to chase down that never, <laughs> never did the show, um, and I wish uh, I should try again now that it's last season. Like I was saying uh, about somebody else earlier, is Richard Hoagland. I always wanted to get Richard Hoagland on the show, and he man, never, I never would do it. Would have, well, I mean, it. You know. I, I, you, I, you know why he wouldn't do it is because you're going to ask him questions that he, I mean, like, you know, you, I mean, not that you're like an aggressive, like, you know, host. Yeah, but, but dude, I've interviewed like, <laughs> but, yeah, no, no, you know, no, no, but I've interviewed some agenda. of the best bullshit artists, like in the whole For history of the sure. paranormal. And I never, For <laughs> sure. you know, I never exposed them like that. That's not my no. business. No, no, it isn't. it's also like you, but like you're, you are letting them expose themselves to a certain way. You're like, yes, you know, exactly. You're like, you Jake, keep on talking, man. <laughs> that's my, that's what I always said. I don't need to confront the guests. I just give them more and more yeah. rope, and they can hang themselves. And it's like I don't need to be like, hey, you're full of shit. Because if you just let them keep talking, eventually you're like, this guy's full of shit. I think I finished all the vodka. So. Do you want to do a shot, though? I'll do a shot with you. To every ufologist who's seeking the truth out there, who's digging deep and doing the legwork, this one goes for you. You're listening to Banal of America Audio. Oh, mommy. Well, so what, what's your, where, where do you, like, what's your, what's your thought about John Lear? Because I have, I mean, because I've, you know, I have, you know, probably like you since the 80s, since I was a kid. Like, I was aware of John Lear when I was young. I mean, just because, like, he would write, I think, articles in UFO magazine, which I read a lot. And, like, you know, you'd hear, just hear his name here and there and, like, I, when I was young, especially like in the '90s, I thought he was like kind of like the big whistleblower. I'm like John Lear, dude. Like you know, yeah, he's no, hardcore. He was one he, of the he, big, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah he, he's from the Lear family. He's like, Plains man, this guy would not lie. <laughs> you know, when I was young. Right, you know, right. I, I believed everything. But uh, I still have, like, this soft spot for John Lear. Mostly just his involvement in that crazy 80s, like, UFO scene when, like, you know, William Moore and, like, even, like, William S. Cooper or William Bill, or Cooper? Bill Cooper. Yeah, I mean, like, I think he was just a huge irresponsible jackass. But I love those kind of wild wild west outlaw UFO times. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like that was yeah, that was like before my time, but I know what you mean. It was me like, me too. Me too, but I've since, you know, gone back, you know. Yeah, and you see those and, things and like how Bill Moore like told everybody about how he was uh working with yeah. the government and they like boot him off the stage and shit. Yeah, that kind of stuff does now it's like all weird little interpersonal feuds and Dude, shit where it's like, oh yeah. he called this guy an asshole. Yeah. Oh, I mean, but ima- imagine being like, you know, you and I had a, have a couple beers in us. We're like, hey, let's wander into this uh, <laughs> this William Moore lecture, and we see that. That would that would definitely probably be the, the highlight of my life. I think it would be the greatest thing ever. If you were in attendance at that lecture? It would be so cool, and like, you know, Greg Bishop <laughs> was. It would be so cool. I, Greg and I go golfing every once in a while together, and it's just, we have a blast, and uh, – I'm, I feel like I'm so annoying to him because I'm just like, tell me the story of the 1989 MUFON conference again, Greg. <laughs> you know, like, oh god, he, he's just such a wealth of information, and he's met everybody, so he's just the most. He is so fascinating to talk to. Like, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, those are just such exciting times, and I, I I'm, I'm like nostalgic, even though I was not no, I'm involved. Like that too. I was, yeah, I was like, like you hear I was about like yeah, yeah, you hear about like the rock and roll scene in like the '60s in New York Absolute. or some shit. It's like I wish I had been a part of that. The fucking yeah. Now it's like that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. For me. It's, yeah, it's like it's like you know they were like kind of like the Led Zeppelin era. Well, like, dude, <laughs> you, you know, know like, I mean, you, 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 I think you from listening to my show and reading and shit yeah. and knowing about this, like you, you, I think you have a pretty good understanding of like the history of all this. And it's like I do, yes. Has there ever been like a shittier time to be to, to for ufology? No. You know, no, not at all. And it's, I hate people who are so like, shitty. I'm one of those people. that's like, oh fuck, fuck all that. Ufology is dead and shit. Like, ufology is just like. You know, it'll never die, but it's fucking no. lame. That's, it's just a, you know, you know it's that, a snooze now. Yeah, fuck, like the whole idea of ufology is dead. No, folks, ufology is just fucking lame. Like, it's just it's, lame yeah, it's, now, man. Like, I got that yeah. little impression lately. It's not counterculture. It's not cool. Like, the big, the mainstream ideas are so tired and boring. Like, the disclosure stuff, Roswell, I'm like, oh, enough. And honestly, it just it drives me crazy because, I mean, like, like you, and, you know, I would, obviously people listen to the show, it's like I love this stuff and I love these topics. And I do think there are interesting ways to talk about them and look into them and discuss them. But it's really hard. It's such a small group of people, who, right. you know, like are really, really want, really want to think about it in a different way and challenge themselves. Even like, you know, it's like I feel like for me, UFOs and all this stuff is not really like it's not scientific. I'm not a scientist. You know, I mean, I'm not like. I, I don't understand things on a, a quantum level when people just throw in quantum. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. But I think on a philosophical and, you know, sociological level, it will always be interesting to me. Right. You know, like, but, but, but what's happening on the mainstream and like, I think, I also feel like Facebook has been terrible for UF, UFOlogy. Like, I, I feel like the forums and like the original like UFO updates and things like that, there was like really good thought out discussions and people would like take the time 
to like write a response that was like really well formed. And even if it was like kind of like crazy, but it was like written well and like they put some thought into it. Now it's just people firing off like, you're wrong, I'm right, you know, and it's just right, it's right. so it's so gross. It's really it's bled into the kind of like almost like conspiracy world that I don't like either. You know, where it's like such negativity and it's so divisive. You know, like in I don't know, UFOs is like there's I I can't I feel like I used to love going to those conferences and stuff and like now I can't imagine to like spending two hundred dollars to going to like one oh, of those God. mega conferences. One of those mega conferences. They're like they're so expensive. You should work Crazy. the press pass. You're a celebrity. I, I, hey. I always, I, I'm not even a celebrity, but I'm a, I'm press. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah I need a press pass that's for smart. that. Yeah, that's smart. Well, dude, in a way, I think too. Like, this came up with Mark O'Connell. It's like the part of this is the UFO, the UFO's fault, dude. Like, they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're just, it's yeah. With the with the chance to sort of look back on it, having read his book and everything, it was like to me, it was like, ah, shit, you know, like they really are gone. Like this, this I, I get why people are like, you hear assholes who are like, everybody has a cell phone, you're getting UFO videos. Meanwhile, there's like a ton of UFO videos, but it's like the like what, we have more people probably looking at it. You know, I'd like to actually, I, I'm gonna back up on that because I would like to know if there actually are more people looking at the UFO thing if, if there were than there were like when MUFON and all those groups were at their height but I guess the point right. I'm trying to make is like uh, I'm looking at this and saying it's not like oh things are slow this year it's like things are fucking slow like the last two decades man like there aren't Basically, any yeah. really like super crazy cases you know, and like I think about that all the time, right? Because one thing, a lot, a lot, you know, some of my friends like you know chide me about like, you know, everyone's got a cell phone. How come they're not seeing UFOs? I'm like, man, I, like I don't know. And then I try to so say like maybe they're elusive and they've learned that we have technology and they go invisible. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not justifying people anymore. But like, I do wonder if the insane attack, on, you know, like. Like how everyone's got a cell phone now, and there's social media. There's just there's too much information out there, and I wonder if things like, you know, if if you read a headline in like one of those, you know, UFO blogs, whatever, it's like you know, ten foot tall metallic alien, you know, seen in Brazil. I always go, oh, that's stupid. But right. if, if it was back in the fifties, I was like, ooh, that's an interesting case, like the Flatwood Monster or something like that. I think there's just so much bullshit out there now that. You almost can't take anything seriously. I wonder if that's the case, if the UFOs or whatever are here just as much as they ever have been or even more, but there's just so there's so much more noise. That's possible. You know, it, and, and maybe I'm wrong because, like, yeah, I, I pine for the uh, old saucer days. You know, if, like, if I had my choice to see any kind of a craft, I would love to see an old-fashioned 50s flying saucer. That's, that, that, that would be wonderful. Yeah, that would be the best kind of say. Yeah, I mean, and like, I mean, I do get what you say. It's like you just don't hear nuts and bolts like reports anymore. You know, right, it, right. it feels There's like no we more iconic like, cases. Maybe it takes time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, but I mean, we're not seeing like, you know, aside from Stephenville at the, the right. beginning of like the twenty, you know, two thousand six or something like that. Yeah, and no then order. there was uh, the Chicago O'Hare, which was around the same time. Uh, yeah, two thousand eight. And actually, I was shooting. I was working in Chicago this summer, and I asked. So many people about that, and like no, oh, really? like, what? Why? Well, I think I heard about that, but I don't know. 
Um, but I, I, I always tell myself if I fly United and I'm in the airport, I'm going to go up to the United desk and say, tell me about what happened. Do you know, do you hear anything? You know, but, uh, I, I, I always find, I found that case to be very fascinating. That, that really got me excited. Why is that? That was probably one. Well, there was like, a, I mean, like, look, I can't tell you for sure, but it seemed from what I would read and what was out there, there was a lot of witnesses and a lot of, there was pilots who took pictures oh, and really? the, Thing you know, their cameras were confiscated. You know, I don't know if that's true, but that's what people said. And then, like, supposedly Dan Aykroyd paid like two million dollars for like a real picture of it, and he was going to release it. And I, and I guess, still to this day, it was the most clicked-on story in the Chicago Tribune history. Wow, really? So it, it, it was like a big deal for like a hot minute, and I was super excited about. It. But then I think like Jeff Ritzman was like doing some analysis on some photo but like yeah nothing really ever uh came came out with that but man i, I was so fired up but like yeah like you said like when's the last time you were fired up about a UFO, ufo case probably stevensville or o'hare i guess yeah yeah it's uh we're due man we're due we are definitely due it's just weird it's like where they although like marco carl said it's like maybe they they realize the same thing we do where it's like oh they all have cameras now so we have to be more careful, yeah. like when we when we show up. We can't just, you know, yeah. land and and the guy come out in a little metal suit. Yeah, I realized I just said that like three minutes ago, and I'm lifting that straight up from from him because I listened to your show two days ago. Oh, nice, yeah. But I thought that I thought that was such a, a clever little like comeback answer. It's like, well, you know, uh, they have technology too, and they, you know, yes, it's they, they went invisible or whatever. I love that. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah. Well, it makes sense in a way. It's like, it's like, well, we have all these cameras now. We're tricking them. It's like, dude, yeah. they fly here from another planet. You think they don't know we have a shitload of cameras now? Yeah, exactly. Oh man, it's. But it it, it is sad because like I totally agree. I, I wish the UFO scene wasn't so lame anymore because you know you, you if if you're willing to dig around like you know I, I mean I found your show. I, I wasn't like even a big podcast guy, but I remember I was just kind of like, ah, man, you know, I was, I kind of like took time away from the subject because I was like bored and like the radio programs that were out there really weren't doing it for me anymore. And so somehow I was like, oh, maybe I'll download a podcast app. And I found like your show and Greg Bishop's show, Radio Mysterioso, like right away. And I was like, I listened to like one episode each. And I was like, oh my God, I found my people. Nice. There is, there is a place for me. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Because they're like they're talking about it exactly how I want to hear people talk about it, and like not saying it's like you know being done just for me, but you know what I'm saying. It's like yeah. it's a, you, you guys have very sp- specific takes on it and specific uh, things that you're interested in, and that happens to line up with what I'm interested in in the field. So yeah, I'm I'm grateful for you guys to, to be doing these shows. Like you know, in, in in LA traffic, man, it's brutal and they can nail you, but. I pleasure delay of an All of America episode where I know I'm going to be in traffic. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, I appreciate it, it, man. Like I said, uh, yeah, dude. It's crazy that you've been listening all these years, and yeah. <laughs> it's like really, it's humbling in a way, in a lot, in a big oh, way, cool. honestly, dude. Like I don't know what oh, to, great, man. you know. And yeah, I, I feel like, and I hope I don't do this to you, but I also get the sense, unrelated to me, that you feel like weirdly beholden that you should be doing something to. <laughs> So like, like I, you're always like, I wish I could do more. I wish I could to do these shows. Yeah, dude, don't worry about it. It'll happen when it happens, man. You just do you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't no, ever, yeah. I want you to know, like, because sometimes I'll be like, here's a show for you, Berg. It's like me and a monkey, <laughs> and we fucking and we go on the latest <laughs> UFO cases, and I fuck. He wears a little suit, 
you know, yeah, you'll do the voice, that, and it's like... That already sounds amazing to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, don't ever, I, was, cause I don't want you to ever be like, but I'll stop sending me, <laughs> you know. Oh, dude, I, I don't expect well, you I, to ever fucking do anything, man, except just fucking I mean, yeah, keep rocking. And, the, it, and, the, and that's the funny reality about this business is like, you know, I've, got, I, I've gotten a little further along. I always find, you know, I, I have like friends who are further along than me, but we always find out it's so hard to help each other. Like, I think especially when you're like a, an actor or a writer, it's like, you know, maybe if you're a producer, you get people jobs and like help open the doors, but like, dude, it is just, it's, no one cares. You know, like an actor or writer just has no influence in this town. It's really funny. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I'm yeah, gonna, and I guess it does. To sound like a total asshole. Like. We all know, folks, I'm going to be the one coming to Steve with like an idea and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to bring you aboard my project, Steve. Discovery <laughs> Channel just bought a 12 episode run of Banal and a Monkey. And I'm going to need someone to fucking make this TV show, dude. I don't know. I don't know uh, anything about Tim, it. Tim and the monkey. I already see it now. It's it's like, it sounds amazing. It sounds like almost like a Japanese, like, 70s show. Yeah. Oh, like, all right, sounds, here I'm we sold. go. We're, we're, we're at Flatwoods, Bubbles. Let's get out and see where the UFO landed. Um, You know, just because I uh, am, am talking to you about these wonderful subjects, I wanted to mention, have you been, uh, speaking of Skinwalker Ranch that we were talking about, have you been hearing any of the new rumblings, like what George Knapp is doing? From Skinwalker Ranch? There's this dude named, like, Jeremy, he's got, like, four names in there. Oh, Corbin, whatever, he's, like, a filmmaker? Yeah, Jeremy Corbell, yeah. And anyways, him and George Knapp are making that Skinwalker documentary. And apparently, and I guess George Knapp gave them all his videotapes and, like, files and all that stuff. Oh, wow. I'm that's like maybe the one thing I'm really excited about right now, because I I love I love the Skinwalker Ranch story. I think it's it's like such high strangeness. I mean I've I've read his book like twice. Any like podcast about it, I probably listened to twenty times. I think it's so it's so wonderful and visual. I just love it. Yeah, it's a well written book and the story is amazing. Yeah, it's interesting. It is so amazing. And I'm really I like I feel like in the last year especially I've been super interested in kind of like those hot spot areas. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's one like in Colorado Springs that's like some weird range. Oh, yeah, there's, there's one here like, in Mass, yeah, but it's kind of dormant. Is it really? Yeah, the Ooh. Bridgewater Triangle. It's like uh Oh yeah. You know. It's it's more like I feel like it's kinda like it's like I said, it's dormant. I haven't heard any like crazy shit in years, so Right. But that was a, that was kind of a fun documentary. The Bridgewater Triangle documentary. Yeah. I had fun with it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um but what are we yeah, doing? those hot we were, I was just going off about like hot spot areas, if you will. Yeah, they're cool. I I, I went to go to one and I wanna drink beers and, like, you know, eat sandwiches and just wait for something to come to me. You know what I would like to do is, like, uh, I, uh, you heard Adam Davies on the show. I really envy him. I think oh. I was, like... I'm so glad you brought that up. I would, like, get a job at a, as a haunted house, like, tour guide and, and just try and do, like, a like a Jane Goodall f- fucking thing where I was oh, just, like, I spent dude. two years as a guide at this haunted house and here's the, you know, here's an in-depth journal of all the weird shit that happened. And here's my story. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm so happy you said M. Davies because I have to tell you, I think that show, the, I, love, I love all the ones you've had with him. 
But the one you had like two times ago, where he was talking about the little uh, pudge wuckies like coming out of uh, oh the portal episode, yeah, famous portal dude, episode. Dude, yeah. let's can we please talk about the portal episode for a second? I've talked about it. I, I'm happy to talk about it, but uh, and I'm not saying this is a dick. Um, yeah, I've talked about it a million times because people love it. I know. Oh, find it. No, I I know I'm not saying I don't want to talk about it. I'm just saying that yeah. that's it's a bizarre. Like, it's resonated with me. And I've talked about it. I've introduced the topic. I talked to Linda Godfrey last yeah. weekend at the at the uh, International Cryptozoology Conference, and I was like, have you heard about this thing that happened to Adam Davies? And I did I did this today. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. It's, Dude. Now, Can you've been you... listening to the show forever. I was explaining yes. this to her. I was like, because I, what I like about the show, in a way, uh, in all of America, because I made it, is <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, um, when it's all said and done, folks, when it's all fucking finished, you can go, you're going to be able to go back someday in 10 or 20 years, and it's going to be like an amazing fucking historical document. Because some exactly. of these people, like Adam Davies, will have been on year after year after year. It's like 7-Up. It's like a paranormal yep. version of 7-Up, where you can follow this guy's evolution. And, yep. and to me, I just, having interviewed him for years and years and years, like, I don't... I can't imagine that he would fucking make this story up. There's just no, like, yep. I just don't believe there's any way he would make that story up. You know what I mean? See, I agree with you because that dude, I will say this, of like taking all the guests, he, he would fall in the 5% of the most grounded people. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he never hardly, I mean, there was like no supernatural bend to his you know, like no, he was just going to like crazy countries was, and trying to get proof about these weird animals. Totally right. So, for him to put his reputation and like livelihood, I guess, because this is what he does for a living, on the line to tell this crazy, high, strange, like interdimensional portal story, I, I, I was that had my attention. You know what I mean? And right. I am so fascinated by. Have you been able to like off the record like talk to him more about that? Because like you, you, you guys are oh, kind yeah, of buds, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. I've talked to him a lot. Well, not a lot. He doesn't really have much to say about it. I mean, uh, I'm trying. I can't think of anything. I honestly, I'm not being an asshole. It's like I can't think uh-huh. of many things that uh, I asked him off the record um, that I couldn't repeat on the show. Because anything I asked, right? Him, anything I. The only questions I had for him that were off the record were questions that I could get sued, sued for for asking on the show. I was worried. So, right. like, I can't yeah, even... Yeah, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Or it was like... No, I, I totally I, understand. Yeah. I was like, here are some other ways this could have happened, and I don't want to get sued so people can, you know, voinish manuscript yourselves and figure, <laughs> figure out what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> you know. But, but, let me ask... But those did, questions, did he, the answers to those questions, because people, I'm sure, are like, hey, fuck you, banal. Um, <laughs> the, the answers to those questions uh, left me confident that he, that, that there's no shenanigans as far as he knows, as far as, like, how he had this experience. And there was another witness, that other guy he was with. I can't remember his right. name. Um, you had him, John, you had him on your show Carlson. as well. And, the, and then kind of that wild man, uh, like, Sasquatch, like he feeds them or whatever, like that weirdo dude. You know what I'm talking about? He 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 was the one who like took him out there. Yeah, I can't the, remember. Um, the doctor. Doc, he's a doctor or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's yeah he's I've, he's I've a cohabitator allegedly. Yeah, he seems a little bit of a wackadoo to me, but uh, he's a cohabitator with Bigfoot. And, well, and, and he like he like talked a bunch of shit on Adam Davies for some reason after that. I don't know why, but uh, well, he was doing it before. That, That's why Adam came on the show to tell the story because he told the story right. without Adam saying. Adam was like, "Let's not talk about what happened with the portal." And the guy was like, "Yeah, sure." And then like. I guess like six or nine months later, the guy was like, Adam Davies came here and a fucking portal opened. And then Adam called me and was like, hey, yeah, you want to do a show about how I saw a portal? And I was like, what oh. the fuck? And he's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it until we do the show, though, so you can, like, so we don't ruin the whole story. Oh, my God. So yeah. what is he, I mean, like, do, here's, I, I have one question. Do you know where that is? The portal? Like, did did he tell you the location of this place? Uh, not because if so, I, I will didn't go. Ask, I, but I can ask. I can find out. If you can give me the location, I will promise I'll go there in the next year. And well, I'll if I get the location and you're going to go, I'm going with you. Why would we? Why would we all not go there? I have no idea. That makes no <laughs> sense to me. If you knew the place where there was a portal, I mean, like, I'm dropping everything I'm going to do. I'm not going to. I'm going to take one less vacation a year, and I'm going to go. Camping at a portal site, maybe do a little fly fishing. Who knows? Well, what would all right? But let's let's take this to the next step, though. Okay, okay. So there, talk to me. And the portal opens. First of oh. all, because this is my problem in a sense with Adam and uh, and John's story. I just because I'm just the pragmatist in me is like, just you didn't take a fucking picture. Uh, <laughs> it went on all I night. Mean, like, come I on, know. dude. I, that that that's what really is troubling because. There is no – dude, I have, like, grabbed my phone when I've seen, like, a weird satellite in the sky. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, it's finally – you know, like – so, you know, like, I don't I, – that's what I have a hard time reconciling when right. it comes down to it. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know Adam Davies personally. I know – No, believe me. I, I, him I, from I, your show. So I, I was – that guy sounds very grounded and kind of, like, scientific and, like, yeah, you know, almost like can, almost academic, you know. And so for him to say this stuff, I listen. You know, it's not like Corey Good saying there's a portal. I'm like, eh, whatever. Right, right. Adam Davies has a background of like, uh, dip, yeah, dip, right. Sense. But uh, yeah, to, to, to his defense, I guess, and the idea of like, why didn't you take a picture? It's like maybe, maybe the scene, maybe the whole situation was so like fantastic that you, the idea of like, I need to make sure people believe that this happened never crosses your like mind. I mean, that's yeah, the reason to fucking take a picture in a sense, you know? It's you know, like, and that, that's actually something I think about um, a lot because I'm, I'm, you know, like, you know, I feel like so many people have these just crazy experiences and there's so little photographic proof that I think maybe it's so sh- – I wonder if it's just, like, so shocking to our perception that, like, the thought of documentary is not, like, even, like, on the radar. Right, and exactly. that might be the thing. Like, look, and like I always say, like I would definitely take a picture, man. I'd have cameras up there, blah blah blah, and like, and maybe actually that would make the phenomenon not appear. You know, a la Skinwalker Ranch. You know, you try to document the stuff, and then it goes away. Yeah, that's like you know that's the old adage with the whole you know paranormal world. It's like when you try to record it, when you try to capture it, it's not going to play ball. So maybe you know, maybe had he grabbed it. I I don't know. It, it's you know like I'm just I'm trying to hypothesize on something I you know probably shouldn't be, but just the Adam Davis story for me was the, is probably the coolest story I've heard in years. Yeah, in years. I would agree. Just based on the, and it's funny. It's like 
Again, it's like the story only holds weight if you're really going to listen to like all these years of, of shows. Right. It's like you right. know by the time you get to the portal, <laughs> you're like – it's like lost. It's like yeah. what the fuck happened yep. to Adam Davies, dude? I thought he was going yeah. for, the, for a monkey print you know, in Sumatra. Yeah. And, you know, it's very weird. And I love the, how he's like – a tour guide at the that's how we got on this. The ghost, the I would do like a like a Diane Fawcett, Fossey or whatever thing where it's like yeah. They I hope weird shit happens to him. But yeah, oh, man. that's I when mean, he got off on the thing. But, but so would you go? So we're there. We see the portal. What would you go? Yes. What would you do? Go in? Go towards it? Would you go through it? Put your hand oh, in it? Oh. Like okay, like I I I have like pictured. I have this picture in my mind because it's. The way he described it, it's so, like, detailed to me. So, like, they were, like, you know, like, on a campsite, like, looking in the forest, seeing a blue portal and, like, these creatures coming out. Mm-hmm. Now, just instinctually, if I see little, like, unknown creatures with, like, glowing eyes, I, I mean, like, look, I'm not a tough guy. I would be terrified. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. Me like, too, yeah. I mean, so scared, dude. So scared. So, I mean, like, no, I'm probably not going to run towards a portal. But to witness it, just to know that... To actually see with my own eyes and experience something like that with all my senses would be something. I mean, you, you couldn't you couldn't top that in a life. I mean, hold my god, that'd be amazing. So I feel like, you know, it's like look, if someone's you know somehow invited me to Skinwalker Ranch, said, hey, would you like to come out to the ranch for a week? I would drop everything oh, I'm doing. Yeah. And, and, I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, so if I, I got a lo- if I got a location of a potential portal area, like I said, I'm very into hot spot things. I've never really been to like a true like you know. Skinwalker Ranch or like you know portal area or whatever, but uh, I would well, no, you said, that. You, have you ever how, had how, anything like paranormal happen to you, dude? Nothing, like nothing, <laughs> and that's and that's the sad thing. It's like not even like I, you know, really like nothing. Not even like a like I heard my name whispered or like heard voices or heard like creak. Nothing, man, like zero. And I feel like I'm one of the only people I've ever met who has had nothing. Dude, I've barely I like had I'm, anything happen to me, so. Doesn't that suck? Yeah, it's awful. I mean, I've never seen, like, a UFO or had anything really, like... No, no. I've never had a book fly off the shelf or, like, you know... I mean, I've never had a night... You know, even, like, a night terror or, like, you know, or, like, sleep paralysis or anything like that. I've never had anything. And I have friends who actually have, like, confided in me, like, hey, man, don't say this, but I had this crazy experience when I was young. And I've heard some crazy stories because people will volunteer that information to me because they know... I'm into it, and yeah, I, yeah. I love it. I'm just, I'm actually, I'm just so jealous. I'm probably opening myself up to some horrific uh, nightscape, but, but the thing that always like, uh, like uh, I always was envious of is like anyone who sort of like had a connection to some kind of intelligence, not necessarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it was like, yep, not necessarily like oh something, you know, something weird happened where it was like there was something there. There was, there was yeah. You know, anytime it's something like that, I'm like, oh, you fucker. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'm like, look, I, 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 have a Ouija, I have a Ouija board in my office. I'm sitting there right now. Like, I mean, I've tried everything. <laughs> you know, I, the one thing I will say, I, I, I like uh, what Jeff Ritzman has to say. I, I find him like a I, – I like the way he talks about his experiences because he doesn't claim like he knows what's happening. He's, he's like, I'm in the dark with this stuff. Yeah. But he, he has kind of like been talking about this. He, he says that if you go out to somewhere rural and keep on going there by yourself at the same time, night after night after night, you are guaranteed to experience something. And it won't be what you think it will be. Right. And like I've, 
I've talked to Greg and Greg knows people who've tried it and they've had success and they stop it right away. Cause it's very like terrifying and uncomfortable. Where is someplace, so people, someplace in where? No, you go anywhere. So if you were like, you're in like a, you know, outside of Boston, I can't remember exactly where you live, but you yeah. were to drive out to a cornfield 20 miles away from your house, like a, for a week straight every night, like at midnight and hang out there for like an hour. Eventually they say you would see something or experience something. That makes or just sense. Reasons. And to me, I'm kind of like, I want to try that. Unfortunately, Los Angeles, I could drive for, it would take me like three hours to drive somewhere rural. But, uh, but man, it, it seems like, wow, that, that's it. I mean, I, I would be willing to try that. And who all said if, that? Uh, that's, 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 Jeff, that's, that's not, Greg did not say it. That's Jeff Ritzman, uh, who said that, I believe, on Greg's show. Wow, interesting. And, uh, or maybe it was on. Uh, that's Wendell. creepy. It's really creepy, and um, because his experience is that's like, like one of those like Bloody Mary in the mirror things. Exactly, man. Yeah. Exactly, and I love all that shit. You know, like, but yeah, I mean, that's because like his his experiences are very, very disturbing and very scary to me, but very exciting. So I, I don't know, like it's it's fun. He's like one of those guys. I mean, like there's a lot of people who have had experiences, but there's not a lot of people who I feel like are eloquent in explaining them in a grounded, you know, way that I can, like, you know, really take him seriously. But he's, he's one of them. You know, I, I really, I think. Oh, uh, Jeff Ritzman, that guy. yeah. He's one of those yeah. people that I, that, uh, if we're trying to, like, figure this out, he's, I think, one of the, like, the few people that I think is, like, operating on a level close to what the, the intelligence is. Yep, I you agree. Know? I think he's a very he's sharp like, dude. He's, super analytical. You yep. can't bullshit him. And, yep. you know, he's just kind of like, Here's the facts. Here's what's going on, you know, and and uh, yeah. very, yeah. He's 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 very close to the the Borg-like level of the aliens. It's like I yeah, think man, no. They're, they're very they're it's like a Boba Fett style uh, hunt for Jeff. Yeah, and I I I find him to be a kind of an important figure in this uh, field. That but I feel like you know, which you know the mainstream ufology like they know they don't want to deal with Jeff Ritzman, man, because you know he he's gonna you know like. He's he's too smart for him, you know. Like he's he's gonna call them out, and uh, I don't know. But uh, uh, the whole topic's so damn interesting, buddy. Are you gonna wrap it up now? Can you go a little over the hour, or you guys... no? That that was not that was not that was not me wrapping it up. Yeah, no, uh, I, I'm I'm good for as long as you want to talk. <laughs> All right, nice. Well, yeah. it's funny you say that in a sense uh, about um, you know, being an important figure in ufology because in a it's kind of like worrisome in it sometimes when you think about it, because uh, even even you, Steve, I know you're uh, you know you're, you're a consumer, you're, you're a supporter, you yeah. produce some shit, you produce the Roswell stuff, um, yeah. You know, so it's like uh, it's up to like it's up to us to keep these people. <laughs> I, th- I you think know what so, I mean? man. It's like yeah. that's the fucked yeah. up part. This is our our community for better or for worse, and it's like. Especially ufology, yeah, it's like a down and out, man. <laughs> it's like yeah, it is. No, I, I, you know, I, I am obsessed with sort of like the people of this field and the demographics and everything. And I I'm with was you. talking to uh, up in Canada with Paul Kimball and Micah Hanks and Ryan Sprague and uh, Greg Bishop. Right. We were talking about like I was saying to them, it was like who are the people that are under twenty in the that are in their twenties doing this? You see, opposed to nobody. I couldn't think I of know. anybody, and folks, if you can, let me know, but I couldn't think of anybody that, like, I know of that's in their 20s. Most people are in their, like, the youngest person I know, I think, is 
uh, Kutch, Joshua Cutchin. I think he's like in his like between thirty and thirty-five. So it's like right. That. And so I mean, like, and, and that that's like you know, I'm, I, I, I'm. We can uh, go uh, after the show ends. We can go after the lady comes. This okay, cool. Story. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know our our kind of age group, like you and me, like it's like we're the youngest. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. People interested in this topic, and that that is kind of worrisome to me because I feel old, man. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like a a young UFO buck, but I guess we are, you know, like in terms of like the people interested in this and like, you know, like, look, we're starting to lose some of the greats, Jim, Mar- you know, Jim Mars, who, you know, I know you were close to them and I'm sorry to hear about that. You know, that was, uh, Oh yeah, that's just, that sucks. Yeah. It was too bad. Man. It was like, it was just stunning. Yeah. It was, gr- it yeah. was ground shaking for me in a sense. Cause I was really got very introspective about like how the fuck, <laughs> you know, what kind yeah. of world is this man? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know, man. I know. But you know what? Though it's like he, he, that guy put a he, you know he he, he lived. A, it seems like he lived a pretty great life. So I I don't think he would have any regrets. Oh no! I saw a video that they did that he uh, they shot his ashes out of a cannon. That's badass. Yeah. <laughs> they great. shot his ashes out of a cannon. I gotta see if I can get oh, that. Uh, if they can put that on YouTube or something, so I can. That's super cool. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but nice. no, yeah, it's weird. Like we're the, we're the old, old, you know, or we're the, you know what it is? It's kind of funny, and it's, I don't want to get politics into this in a sense, but also we're about the same age. You're like, uh, yeah, you must be like in your young forties. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm forty. All right, so yeah, so like two years older than me. Um, mm-hmm. it's just funny in a way that like, you, you, you always like think you're you're like growing up, but it's like does the president always stay the same like age? It's like oh they're always like yeah. seventy. It's like the president's yep. like never my even even no. Obama was just a little bit older than me. It's like yeah, that's when I know I'm old if I'm the same age as the president. Yeah, well I I knew I was older when you like watch a college football game and like you like those are children. <laughs> and then, you know, like I remember, like athletes used to look so old, like mature to me, and I'm like, oh, they're kids. Uh oh, <laughs> I'm old. Shit. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. Or you're watching, it and they're like, can you really still do this at 40? That's the real question. Yeah. It's like what? I know if you're if you're 34 and you're a tennis player, you're an old man. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, so I guess we're you know we're the youth of ufology, man. That's uh. It's a big burden, but I think we're going to have to handle it. I think so, yeah. Well, that you was know? the – that was the – I talked about this last week. That was the cool part about uh, – I'm telling you, you should look into the crypto part because I think it's really exciting. It's it's on the – Wait, the, the – Crypto terrestrials and stuff. Oh, like – Oh, crypto zoology, I mean, crypto zoology. Oh, oh, oh. I love crypto terrestrials. I can talk about that book all night. Oh, I know. But, yeah, no, I, no. I think – I've always had an affinity for Bigfoot, and I went to this thing, and it was yeah. like – a whole different – it really was, like, a whole different world. It was amazing to see, like, the, 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 you really could feel the fucking difference between the two uh, days. It was really – as someone who, like, looks at this stuff, I was like, holy shit, this is, like, the ultimate ethnography project. It was like the people in Portland at the crypto thing were, like, super – like, you wouldn't believe the hipsters, man. Like tons wow. of hipsters. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I mean it, you know, like, I mean, what, what do you, whatever you think of – I mean, I'm not – Even very, not – okay, I'm not yeah. – I'm going to back on that a little bit. There was like, you know, a handful of hipsters, but also people of the hipster age that yeah. have, have higher tolerance for hipsters. 
Right, sure. You know what I'm saying? Our age, we're like, fucking kid. But, like, if you're, you're like, 20 and you meet a hipster, you're like, that's Randy. He's into into xylophones. It's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Look, man, I mean, when you you look at it, I'm into weird subjects. I listen to, like, underground punk. I go to farmer's markets. I guess I'm a hipster, (laughs) you know? like (laughs) That's true, yeah. We all are. You know, like... Every we all are hipsters, it, like in our own but, stupid way. But I mean, yeah. Look, I like craft beer. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm ticking all the boxes. Oh, originally. me too. I love craft beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, the, all, the, all, the vibe is really just amazingly cool. Where it's like these are young that, people who love that's this Lauren shit. Coleman's jam, right? Yeah. I like Lauren Coleman, man. He seems like a cool dude. You got to come out to. Uh, to New England, and I'll take you up to the museum. We'll have fun. Man, I would, lo- I would, I would love that. I would love that. I, I, I dream of going on like a, getting an RV and like, oh, for a summer, like driving around to like you know, Dude, I paranormal, that. paranormal. We need to make that, that, a movie of that. We'll just like get some money to pay for the summer so we can take the time off and do it oh, for three weeks. So we'll drive across country. Fun, man. It'd be so fun. Camp out outside of you know Skinwalker Ranch. Come on, be a blast. I'm, I'm telling you, you know dude, you got to get the coordinates or whatever, whatever for, for the, the uh, Adam Davies. I'm serious. If, if that could be the me, you know, that could be the climax of the movie. We'll drive the RV out to the portal, buddy. I'm telling you, if, <laughs> if you could do me, if if you give me, if you can give me the coordinates, I mean, honestly, we got it. How are we? How how can you live with yourself if you knew that you could you experience a portal and you didn't? All right, I well, I'll say to, this. I, I'll, I'll ask the people now. We'll do one of these things. We'll say, e- email and let us know. Should we, I'll try and get the coordinates. We, Will you yeah. fund us to f- film the movie? Yeah, Will you give us ten grand to film this movie so we can, you know, it won't cost. Dude, I don't even know if it cost that. How much would it cost us? Oh, you're, you're the movie guy. Here, here's here's one thing. If you're gonna, go, if you are going we'll get to the go, get the coordinates to the portal. Do a mini doc on, on the portal because I don't think you need a two-hour documentary. I think you just need. You cut, you know, you cut together the highlights. And you make like raped like by a, Ewoks or something. Well, that would be. I'll tell you what. If we could get proof of That's being raped by Ewoks, mean, yeah. we would be millionaires. Yeah, instantly. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I would easily and, be like, yeah, I got raped by also, an Ewok. That's the thing. Like, let's say, even just as a business perspective, if you and I can prove that there's a portal in the Pacific Northwest. Then we're never working again. We are rich yeah, beyond our wildest true. dreams. We're the portal <laughs> I mean, guys. Like, yeah. We're the portal guys, dude. We like, uh, you know, we buy the land and we sell portal trips. Yeah. But look, you go out there and you have one, like one camera guy, one sound guy, and you and I are moving around lights. I mean, you don't need any money to do right. something like that. That's the good thing about technology nowadays. Like, you can get a good seventy camera. They shoot TV shows and those things. So I mean, nice. Boom, dude! You get the coordinates. We are going to Portal Town. Now we're all about truth and and uh, transparency on the show. So how? Okay. I watched a clip of you and your friend playing video games and drinking, and uh, I was like, because you know I like to drink. So wait, what? Do, wait, what are you referring to? Video on YouTube. Drink? On YouTube. Oh, 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 oh. You oh, play oh, like some video game. Me and the, 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 the like uh, the. The drunk history commercial. Yeah, we did like we we did like an ad for Assassin's Creed. Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking. About. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I know what right, you're right. About. But yeah. it extends to the whole show, I guess, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, now, because I was watching it, mm-hmm. and I like to drink, as you know, so I was watching it, and I was like, yeah, is he really? I've never really known like how drunk the people really are, and if they really are drinking okay. at all. So what's the? Let's blow the lid off this. What's you want to? You want to know the absolute truth? 
As much as you can tell me. I can tell you 100%. Mm-hmm. It's all completely real. Really? And that, that, that is the truth. So much, in fact, that they haven't, just for insurance purposes, they have an EMT on set, like, to breathalyze you and make sure you don't, like, you know, drink yourself to death or, like, you know, get alcohol poisoning. They start breathalyzing you, and then they'll breathalyze you and be like, all right, he's at a 1.0. Yeah, we can start shooting now. Oh, wow. I mean, it's like, dude, every single person on that show is legit drunk. Wow. And, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I like to drink. I, could, I mean, I'm not like a... I don't drink often, but like when I, I can handle my liquor pretty well, and I'm hammered in every single drunk history thing I've done, legit. And I have I my combination is I drink usually a six pack of IPAs and I take a good dent out of a bottle of bourbon. All right, yeah. And that's that's my story. That's my storytelling juice. But it is 100% for real, for real. It, it really wow. is. It's All everyone right. is hammered, and it's fun. Cause like you know, Derek a friend, and so he drinks with everybody. So you know. He's, he's, he's really drinking, too. So it's definitely legit, for sure. All right. I kind of thought that because I was watching the, the clip there, and at one point, like, you guys are playing, and you're just like, zip line, zip line. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly – that guy's definitely drunk. Like, yeah. He's and, like, definitely drunk drank... right there because that was the well, only we... reaction of a drunk guy. Yeah, and we, we drank together. So, I mean, that's <laughs> – you know, I'm, I'm a very happy, jolly, jolly drunk. But uh, – it's it's just, yeah it is it's it's very much real man <laughs> and plus you know like honestly like actors are and comedians and actors they're it's so hard to play drunk believable that's true that there's yeah, no that's way in like a hundred people especially like most a lot of the people are stand comedians who are not like trained actors there are a lot of actors, really great actors who do it too but uh yeah no they're we're just not that talented <laughs> like I wish I could play drunk that well, but it's so hard, yeah, you guys have all Emmys and shit from the uh they'd be like, holy yeah. shit, those guys weren't yeah, drunk I that know. whole show man yeah if i if i if I was playing drunk man i'd be I'd be you know doing Broadway right now, no, I don't think we ever told this story because we've never done a show before, but how about uh hmm. should we shame Steve Ray for how for bringing us to oh. that weird club, that <laughs> dude, that was <laughs> it was the weirdest club. We were like the, I mean, it was first of all, it was late in the night, and we yeah. had no business being in any club of any sort. And we go to some weird. I mean, like he knew downtown LA better than me, you know. Like, and we, yeah, we ended up at some. But Steve Ray, I had a fun time. Yeah, he brought us a bunch of he brought us a bunch of tacades. It was great. Yeah, it was a very weird uh, I like that guy, man. And then we like ended up debating healthcare on the side of the on the sidewalk in L.A. for yeah. like forty five minutes. Passionately, passionately. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I think you and I fell on the, on the, on the same, along the same lines. Yeah, we did. Steve's. Yeah. A little more uh, e- egalitarian. He is, but not in like a, like a in a crazy way. Like he he may actually his arguments. I'm like, yeah, that's valid. I get you. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah no, he's Steve, actually he's he's a very sharp guy. Yeah, he reminds me of someone who was like given a leg up on life through sheer genetics and just being. He was born with a with an angel on his shoulder, and he's just like, I expect yeah. everyone to pull themselves up to my to my level. Yeah. Like, oh, Steve. Not yeah. Everyone. It's yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's well, we you know we I could get into that, but it'd be a whole uh, political rabbit hole. I'm sure you don't want to go. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm half your audience may hate me, so I don't want that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. After we did the Trump episode, I'm surprised that they're still listening. But 
It's oh, all good, man. Boy, yeah. Well, Jesus Lord, did the world. The, that, that is, did you see Jim Carrey's latest interview? No, I heard about it. Though, or, that he was like, this dude, is you really, you really need to watch it <laughs> because I've been having this debate with my friends like the last two days, and they're like, oh, dude, Jim Carrey is clearly crazy, and I'm like, or, or, is he just so smart and in touch with something? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Because he he's definitely like he went on so it was like Fashion Week in New York, which is the most like you know vapid kind of like decadent bullshit. It's not what we need to be like you know focusing our attention on right now. It's Fashion Week with all the shit going on in the world. So I think he kind of came on and he's like, you know, this is all a joke. He's like, I found the stupidest thing in the world to come to, and I came to this. And then he started saying, like, you're not real. You're not a real person. You're just tetrahedrons floating around the world. He's like, none of this is real. (laughs) It was. You really had to watch it. I, I've like watched it like six times. I find it so compelling because I feel like I don't think he's actually bullshitting. I think he this is what he believes, and I'm not saying it's like. And I, I don't necessarily think he's crazy. <laughs> so and a lot of my friends are like, oh, dude, Jim Carrey has lost his shit finally. I'm like, no, no. no. As, as I crazy, don't know. As as ridiculous as it sounds, folks, it's like he he like woke up to. How fucked up! Like, have. there's layers to this world, and she, you know, yep. this. Yeah, I'm stunned that it would take him. So I, you would figure someone who's like super rich and famous would, but it's like, now nah, this yeah. is like, you know, there's layers well, to this it, world, man. You know, in 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 a weird way, like a guy like that may have the like the most like you know vivid exposure to the bullshit because he, here's a guy who came from nothing. He was homeless, right? Like right. he grew up, like he was homeless for part of his life, dirt poor. Just a total grinder, moved to like L.A. and somehow blew up and like you know was getting paid twenty million dollars you know a movie for a while, and so he that was like his dream. He rose to the top and they saw it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Money, all this stuff. Right, right. Because after he stopped making those like goofy family comedy movies, yeah, he kind of went off the into a serious well, realm. I think it's like when he made Fuck You Money, as they call it. Yeah, well, like, and, and like you know. once he did Man on the Moon, he got really into Andy Kaufman, and Andy Kaufman was incredibly spiritual. Like, he went, he was a huge transcendental meditation guy and just very, 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 very spiritual. Right, right. And re- honestly, that may have killed him, too, because he refused modern medicine for so long. Um, and a lot of people think he probably, you know, had he like, you know, <laughs> gone like treated, Peter Sinai and he'd been treated and probably, you know, or, you know, whatever. But like, I think, and I've heard him talk about interviews, he's like, that changed him so much because he was so depressed after he did that movie because he kind of like lost a sense of self. And then he like found himself and he felt like he was like awakened to this whole new world. So I find it, I find it interesting. So maybe he's in a position to, to like, to really peer and to, I don't know. I feel like his bullshit filter, and like he's seen and probably like experienced more crazy ass bullshit on such a high level that maybe I don't know. I mean, like, look, I'm just theorizing. I don't know Jim Carrey, but like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I find that I find the interview like as far as like paranormal stuff, I would I would throw that in the paranormal basket. You know, like as far as like cool paranormal and like weird high strange news, I would put Jim Carrey's interview on Fashion Week in there. <laughs> I think he's. I heard he's like filming some movie about Robert Anton Wilson or something like that. So I think he got pulled wow. in. I think I heard that somewhere. Man, see now that's now wouldn't that be exciting though? Like if someone like Jim Carrey was like championing Robert Anton Wilson, because like talk about a guy who I find infinitely fascinating is is him. Wow. Right, right. So I think maybe if he's playing him or he's in some movie that revolves around him, I think he might have like dipped into that shit and got into it. Oh, we'll that see. would be great. That would be very cool. 
That would be very cool because the, I feel like it, there has never been a movie that's done a, like a done a really good treatment of like the esoteric, paranormal, supernatural, whatever you want to call it, that, that kind of world, or even the subculture. It's just I've never seen one that like kind of got it right, you know? Like it would be so cool if someone did. Well, you know something? It's funny you say that in a sense because it's like if there was ever – I have a joke with my friend that the end of the world will come when they run out of movie titles. <laughs> They're eventually going to run out of them. It's getting closer and closer now. There's this already well, disputes about movies that have the same title, so it's like well, I know, it's get worse. I know. But the, <laughs> but to me, it's like you talk about like uh, all these genre shows and shit. It's like they never. And I'm not pitching you to make a UFO show. <laughs> right, right. Now, no, dude, yeah. I'm observing this from like a pop culture fan perspective, where it's like there's never been any like exploration of all these crazy weird eras and shit of of like know, of you know, like man. a madman of you of ufology would be fucking fascinating and fun. I mean like I one time had lunch with uh this guy who owned a, owned a production company we were talking about like ideas I had and I I pitched some like very safe kind of like half hour comedy shows. And then at the end I'm like but there's this one idea I have about like eighties ufology in the disinformation. I basically was giving like a soft pitch of like a sort of like not like a true story, but kind of like a fictional story kind of set in the project beta type world. And this guy was like, You lost me. <laughs> oh, God. He could not have been more he's like, So there's no aliens, they're not coming to attack, there's no abduction in the renal probes, I'm out. Oh, and he was terrible, yeah. I mean, yeah, I lost him in five minutes and I I actually like worked on the pitch and I had it really down. I was like, this is exactly how I see the show, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no one's going to watch that. I'm like, he's probably right. <laughs> you know, like, I think you and I would love it, but like, you know. Yeah, that's true. You got to have the next vibe to the, it. The yeah. sad thing is, I feel like the what people want as far as entertainment out of the paranormal or ufology is not what I want to see, unfortunately. So that's yeah. why, that's why I've struck out so many times when I've tried to like pitch these shows and do you know? Do things that have to do with this topic? I just think it's like, ooh, what I would want to do with this topic is not even close to yeah, what. It's like, <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like people don't respect it in the sense where it's like you could do yeah. like a like a show about like a madman of ufology where it's like that's just like asshole, yeah. you know, idiot moron thinking about little green men. It's like no, it's about like, yep. scientists and you know conflicted astronomers and shit like right? debating no, whether I mean, or not they'd go to talk to the guy who saw a little metal alien. It's like this is exactly. like a, a, a really thought-provoking show. I think the most doable way to do this treatment, and this is something I feel like I could maybe do, like if I worked hard enough and like just like, you know, called in all the favors in the world, would be like to do an independent movie on one of these topics. Because then you would have complete control. You wouldn't have to like answer to any studio execs or, you know, people. You would just say like, this is the movie I'm making. It's not, it's a niche movie about a niche topic. And here it is. And I feel like maybe you would just have to make it and show people. I don't think, I don't think you can ever get money to make it. I think you just have to do it yourself, unfortunately. I've tried so many different angles. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I've, I've really, I've really tried everything. Everything that I would want to do in this show, I've, or, or in this topic, I've tried, and unfortunately, <sighs> I never wanted to. Yeah, it's frustrating in a sense. It is. It kind of is, because. I feel like if you could show it to them, then they would go, oh, I do want this. This is so much more interesting than, like, alien abductions or right, right, crop circles or, you know, disclosure or anything like that. But I guess, Well, it's funny in a how, sense because you, you think that, like, people – like, these people are presumably relatively our age. Yeah. 
and it's like they're they're the ones who didn't get the like I would say on the show in the past I was like it's a generational thing and once you know people from my generation start having the uh, you know their hands on the powers uh, of, you know of yeah. control they'll they'll let this shit go through but it's like now nah, it's still kind of like a resistance to this stuff it's like people don't yeah seriously. I am hopeful, though, in a way, because I, I do, because I, you know, like a lot of the people I came up with through, like, you know, the comedy scene, like doing shows and stuff, now they are starting to run places like Comedy Central. And it's really cool. Cause it's yeah. like, obviously, it's better for me career-wise, because, you know, I, I can get more jobs and have, you know, more doors open to me. But, the, you know, I feel like our generation is now starting to get into power, and they actually, like, I feel like better comedy is coming out, smarter comedy. It's not, like, so broad and so dumb. It's like, comedy that has heart. So if, if the comedy can get more refined and more elevated, why couldn't the topic of the paranormal UFOs? So I feel like there is maybe a chance. It's getting there. Now more that than people, ever. That people that have it really, it's really good. But. Yeah, it is good. It is good. But, you know, even then they have to take, you know, a, you know, a more an, an easy like a, a slant that's more marketable, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like where it is aliens and different races of aliens, like that. That is, it's a great show, but it's not the show I would want to do. Like if no. I was to do a show about the topic, no. So, but I, I am hopeful. I am hopeful. I think maybe you know. In, well, in you're like field, you need to be like uh, Jim Carrey. You need, you said before you're like I don't <laughs> want to be huge. You know, I want I don't want to be able to not go to the grocery store. But like once you yeah. do. Then you get that fuck you money, and you can be like, yeah. you know, they're like, that's that's Steve Bird. He's the star of, uh, you know, Who Tickled oh. My Nana on CBS. And you're like, <laughs> you know, and you're like, my Nana. I've been, you're a, you know, I've been the star. You know, you're the brother-in-law on Tickled My Nana for <laughs> nine fucking years. Yeah. You know, for the next ten years of your life, you're you're Randy. You know, but then after that, you never. You never have to fucking work again for like the Look, rest of your life, and then you can be like, "Sign me up." I'm making a documentary about Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, dude. I mean, the thing is, I if I had that kind of money, I would never even want to like. I would if I had that money, I probably would just. What I would do, I always had this dream. If I were to make a lot of money in this business, we'll say the dream came true and I made right. a bunch of money. Yay, yay! Even though that's not my dream, but like. For the simple fact that I could, like, hop on a plane like J. Allen Hynek or Jacques Vallée in the 70s and go to Brazil and check out a case, like, that's what I would do. That's what I would do with my money is I would become, like I – would, I would buy my way into UFO investigation. Nice. <laughs> so if I heard about, like, something in, like, outside of the, the countryside of Hong Kong, I would go, all right, I'm getting on a plane, dude, first class. I'm going to have a couple cocktails on the way. When I get off, I'm going to talk to people. Yeah, Sounds I'll, good. <laughs> we'll be, I'll be in Hong Kong by the morning. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds amazing. That sounds like because Jacques Vallée's like life to me is the coolest life. Just jet setting around the world like in the seventies, like with his cool like you know cloth like French hair and like designer suits, you know, and like just hopping over to Brazil and like talking to the locals. I mean, that's so cool. <laughs> no, yeah, I get, I get that same envy in a sense from like I saw Lauren and uh, uh, Seth Breedlove at the. At the, at the uh, Cryptozoology Conference in Portland. And they, the next weekend, they were flying down to Kentucky for another Bigfoot conference. And I was like, ah, shit, man, I kind of wish I was traveling around the world, like, going to the, I hear you. around the country, going to different weird crypto conferences and stuff. That's Yeah, cool. talking about stuff. I mean, it, it really does. Like, I know, like, no, it's always a like grass is always greener thing. But sometimes I'm like, man, if I could, like, make a real living doing, like, that kind of stuff, 
without really having to grind or like put out theories that I didn't really believe in and do like do all that kind of yeah. like hokey like Corey Good type bullshit marketing for yeah, my stuff. Was, yeah, when I was in Hollywood, I, I would love same as our sitcom idea. Yeah, yeah, it's like wouldn't that be so cool, man, to just like jet set around and like go to paranormal places and like talk to people who've experienced things? I mean, what could be better? Yes <laughs> and no. I mean, I thought about that though because I've been like. I've thought about that, and I'm like, yeah, but I want – how – after, like, a year or two of going to Kentucky, Mississippi, Ohio, yeah. Pennsylvania, like, would I get yeah. sick of it? You know what I mean? Where I'm like, all right, no, enough, you're right. enough dealing with these people and their crazy stories and shit like that. Yeah, you just want to talk to some grounded, normal people about, like, uh, the weather and stuff, probably. Yeah, that know? happened to me in – yeah, one time in Exeter, uh, like, a long time ago. Some guy was, like, talking to me about – He's like, oh, you're part of that UFO conference. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was the MC. And he's like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And all this other stuff. And I was like, what do you do for a living, man? He's like, I drive a truck. Yeah. And I was just I mean, like, well, you know, let's talk about that. And he was like, I don't want to yeah. talk about that. And I'm like, well, I don't want to talk about all this UFO shit, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I think when you kind of like, I mean, like when you had, like, I mean, I would call you a professional. I mean, what, what, how would, like, how would, how, how would you describe your occupation? I mean, are, you are making a living. Off the paranormal world, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so I mean, like, I describe myself as a professional lunatic. <laughs> and since you, and I actually described you tonight as that too, I said a fellow professional lunatic. So, yes, you know. I, I would, I would say I definitely am. <laughs> if you're, I hear you. Like, if you're like, part of the paranormal brotherhood and you're like making a living on this, it's like you're real. Yeah. As fucked up as it sounds, as much as we joked about it, it's like we're kind of like. We're just paying the bills to try and get to the bottom of this shit, man. Yeah, man, exactly. Like, uh, you know, I'm not. I mean, like, oh god, it's. Uh, it's not like a full time yeah, gig, as far as I am, you know, trying to like figure it all out. But at the same time, it's like. Yeah. That's yeah, like you'll. Do, I, I think you could. You could probably. You're one of those few people, though. I think you could take it as far as you wanted to, though, man. I like. Oh, I. I wish you had a you know a five night a week show, and I feel like that's something you should aspire to. Because man, wouldn't that be cool? But all of America, five nights a week, every night, every oh, week. Exhausting, on, dude. Sounds, I tried, I tried doing something like that with a video, and it was exhausting. So, which they'll take you with ideas. Once the season Here's ends, I'm going to assess all the various possibilities. What if you could be compensated in a way that you're like, all this work is worth it because I'm being not, not like, not like you need fuck you money, right? right? But like, if you were getting paid like money, like shit, this is <laughs> this is pretty real money. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. gosh. Look, yeah. I'm just pushing. I'm pushing you to take this five nights a week, simply, simply for selfish reasons. Well, if somebody offered me five nights a week, I would take it. But right now, it's right. more about, uh, and not even that. Like, uh, I was gonna. Say, I don't want. We joked about this. I don't want to pressure you. <laughs> but yeah. You know, my ideas are like 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 different kind of concepts and shit. I want to do different shit. You know, things that are yeah. different and not even, you know, like different ideas for a podcast, different uh, different ideas for a fucking book, and different ideas for like a TV show or a movie, you know? So I'm yeah. going to, when I wrap up season 10, for people who are like, oh, what are you going to do? It's like, I'm going to explore these ideas, man, and try and like find the one that's like takes all the shit I love about Banal of America and... And, like, put it in a different medium that can, you know, emphasize the strengths and, and minimize the weaknesses. So and do you think, awesome. do you think kind of like the podcast radio world is, you will want to not do that? I don't uh, anticipate doing, like, a weekly podcast like I'm doing now. No. Right. 
Uh, oh, I mean, man. I may do like I could see myself doing one that's like completely like fucking random in a sense, but right. also planned, but you don't know it. If that makes any right. sense. Where I'll no, be like, I know what you mean. I know. You I'll, mean. I'll take like two years off and be like, it's been all of America. What is it? Twenty twenty. Right? Yeah. That's actually the perfect, you know, that, that would actually be the perfect thing to do. You know, finish up the season at the beginning of 2018, then come back in 2020 and just do BOA 2020 with all the different guests, same 7-Up style, uh, catch up with the different people on the show. Well, that sounds cool. It's just the so. tears off will be rough for all of us. Yeah, but that's when I'll work <laughs> on crazy ideas about, like, movies. There you go. And we'll books keep on and putting like stuff that. out there. Yeah. Yeah. You have you have you considered writing a book? I've considered it often, but at the same time, it's like to me, it's funny because I've been in this for so long that I've interviewed people that were like bloggers that then came out and wrote books. Right. And they're that and they're like taken more seriously than me. And it's like, but I've been, but they yeah. I interviewed them when they hadn't done anything yet, and now they wrote a book, and now they're like doing conferences, and I've. I've been around for longer than they have. What are you? What's going on here? You know. So yeah, yeah. It's very I'll frustrating. You, man, I, sounds. I think if you wrote a book. Oh no! The whole thing is. Uh, uh, Robert Schneck hit on it last week on the show. He said, "I was at this conference, and then I got home, and all of a sudden I was invited to like three or four more conferences." You know, it's like right. if, I, if I write a book, then I'll get invited to a conference, and then the people want you to sure. come to their conferences. And it's like to me, it's like I'm not really, I'm not really good around people. People, dude, you know, I just, I, I just find, I them, find like, that very... hard to believe, man. I mean, like you I, after so a few beers, I am like after a few beers, I am very fucking friendly. But I met you before you had a few beers, and you were super friendly and outgoing. Yeah, but I wanted to meet you. I'm not talking about like, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, what's what's your what, what, what's your theory on this thing? Like, right. Well, but you know, but like, you don't have to be a theory guy. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not trying to pressure you into you, you know doing anything. I'm just saying, like. I don't even think you necessarily have to be like super people personally, you know, if you went to do something. Yeah, like yeah, that's true. I'm just being a bitch. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, look, I'm just pressuring you because I think we, 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 I think me and your, I speak for you know your fans. We want more Tim Banal. How do we get to more Tim Banal? I guess the idea is that once I wrap up this season, dude, I'm gonna like, like you're gonna assess. Yes, and then like burst forth with something fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Because my idea sure here is, I mean, you're a longtime listener, man, and yeah. like, hopefully, I can like speak to the core listeners now who who are like, "What the fuck is going on, man?" Like, the idea is, man, like we can't just keep doing the same show all the time. We need to like reinvent ourselves. We need to come up with something new, something different, something that. When I did this, it was like no one had fucking even thought about doing this before, like putting yeah. up these shows. You know, well, I you were, I mean, you're, you're a real, po- you're a real podcasting pioneer. Cause, I mean, like, I hope so. I, I like to think so in paranormal world. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, who? Because like, okay, so you started ten years ago. I'm trying to think, 2007. I mean, I wasn't listening. I don't think I started listening to podcasts until like 2008, 2009, probably. Right. And like, the people you, who have like were, terrestrial radio shows, they were just kind of like figure out how to put their shows on MP. My show was originally always and forever will be like fucking on the internet, so. Yeah, and and you, you made it super accessible, like your iTunes. So it's just idiot proof. Like download this, click this. Yeah, it's so easy, and that actually that's so important because if I have to work for something like down, downloading a podcast, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like oh yeah, exactly. I'm the same so, way. That's why it's like right click this and then fuck off. 
Yeah, exactly. It'll download yeah. it and you can listen to it. Boom, it's in your phone, dude. Go yeah. take a hike and listen to Banal of America. Which I find, you know, also, like, I, I like to go uh, take hikes at Griffith Park, which is uh, kind of like the central park of Los Angeles, but it's a beautiful, hilly park. And uh, I go, I live really close there, so I go take, like, long walks there and stuff. And I love listening to your show and Greg's show when I'm on these walks. Nice. So fun. It's the best way to listen to, like, your podcast. But, you know, all the other worlds. I thought you liked to watch it while, I thought you liked to listen to it while you were playing a fishing show. Uh, well, wait, fishing wait, 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 game. Well, I, here, here's the three ways I listen to your podcast. There's three ways. Uh, well, there's more than three ways, but here's the main three ways. And hiking. Yes. Tra- traffic. Traffic, usually I will do, I'll do a re-listen of an old episode. I won't do a new episode because I want to really concentrate. Sometimes traffic, I'm in a bad mood. But, um, or, this is my favorite way, is to play video games, mute the TV, and listen to a podcast. I, that's that's how I most often. I love playing video games, so yeah. I will. I did that with Harmontown. Show Harmontown. Oh, to play. it's so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. It's such a great way to do podcasts. I I agree. Yeah. Well, I agree. I hope you enjoy them, man. And like I said, this. Yeah. I mean, the show's not gonna like fucking end. It's just more like the shit we've been doing for like ten years has to like refresh, man. And I, I hear you. I talked about this a little bit at the end of the show uh, a few weeks ago with the phone cut out and everything, and I cut it off the show because it was like too crackly. But it's like we talked about earlier. It's like you, you know, the whole show is like we started with Jim Mars, man. You can't. There will never yeah. be a season eleven. Yeah. The season premiere is Jim Mars, motherfuckers, yeah. and Jim Mars yeah. is gone. And so there'll never yeah. be another season premiere, and so there will never be another season. Right. Makes so, sense. You know, so we have to yeah. we have to evolve, we have to change, and we have to move forward and figure out what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah, well, as long as you you don't go away from this field, man, because that, that would be a that would be. No, I just want to produce good shit, man. And you will, dude. You're a quality guy, and you have a you have good taste. So I I I, I think we all, are, we, no matter what, I think myself and your fans will will follow you to your next endeavor. Well, thank you, buddy. Now, you what did you well, tape today for? Uh, with Rob Briggle, can you tell us? Uh, yeah, no, it was a. Uh, I do um, on Fox NFL Sunday morning. They have like a you know you know like a you know on Fox you know they show football and then they have like yeah. a pregame show with like I think Terry Bradshaw. And some you people. were on I actually don't. Yeah, I've done for I've done them for the last couple of years. Rob's kind of a buddy of mine, so every once in a while, if like you know timing works out and stuff, uh, I come and do like a they do like sketches basically, it's just yeah. like you know sketch comedy. So I'll come in and do a character. And this week, uh, I can't tell you what we did, but uh, it was it's pretty, it was pretty funny. I played like a thirteen year old boy. So oh, nice. <laughs> and you were on with like an NFL player? Uh, no, it was me and some kids and, and Rob Riggle. Sometimes there's NFL players on there, but um, yeah. a lot most of the times I don't even know who they are. I'm not like a yeah. huge NFL guy. I used to be. I used to really love it, and all the concussion stuff kind of soured me on, on football a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's 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 really hard to like. Oh, I feel sorry for those guys. It feels very yeah. archaic. Like, uh, it kind of I feel does. like uh, it's like we're getting older in a sense, but it's like, to me, that's like, am I am I old now? But it's like it's like boxing. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that that old sport where they kill each other. Good luck with that. Yeah. It's like, it's 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 like even like you know I mean I have some friends who actually not many friends but a couple of friends who watch UFC every once in a while I like. Yeah. Come over just to drink some beers and barbecue and watch the fights, and I 
find myself like looking away from the TV like half the time. So I, can't, I can't watch like they just are brutal. They people. punch each other, I mean, like, yeah, the face, and they tackle oh, each other, and then they start trying to break their arm. It's like it's, like, it's too. I'm squeamish. Like, why are you doing that to that guy? Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm yeah. kind of a peacenick, dude. <laughs> I'm a, no, exactly. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I watch him. Yeah. I'm like, stop hurting him. Ooh. Stop, he's, he's going to tap out any minute now. Yeah, he, he's got a kid, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's brutal stuff. It's brutal stuff. So do you think, final question, just to get in your mind yes. now. Uh, Talk to me. Do you think we'll ever, in your lifetime, do you think we'll ever, like, figure any of this shit out, man? As far as figuring it out, no. Any of this but stuff. I, UFOs, Bigfoot, no. like, will, mm-hmm. we, will we hear any... <clears throat> anything, no. you know. Uh, if you think about it, no. I was trying to think about it recently. It's like the only thing you ever like really found out was like the deep throat was that dude from the FBI in yeah. Watergate. That was the only like revelation. Nothing's been solved I, in my entire fucking life. Not nothing think, has been solved. Sadly, I think the best that we could just being a rationalist. I think the best we could hope for would be maybe another pe- layer of the onion to be peeled. Yeah. And, like, maybe something else revealed that, you know, compels us to look even further. But, I like, kind of like what I was saying earlier, I don't know if this is something that is even, like, ugh, this sounds so, like weird to say, but meant to be solved. You know, like, or is if it's even, like, real in the way we want it to be real. You know, like, I, I yeah. feel like I, you know, I want so badly for UFOs and all that stuff to be tangible and real and material. You know, like... But I just the, the more and more years I go by, I just think maybe it's not. It's more like kind of like, you know. I mean, there's that quote from uh, Mac Tonys, who I just thought was such a great thinker. You know, rest in peace, that I'm guy. Sure, but like, yeah. he like I think it was a quote saying like, uh, I think this is something you know, like or the aliens, whatever, are something made of pure intelligence. And that to me is like the greatest sentence I've heard ever. To me, I feel like. Yeah, that kind of, like, makes sense to me just by the way all this phenomenon, like, shows itself or how people experience it. I feel like it just can take the form of anything. I kind of feel like, you know, that UFOs and, you know, all the paranormal, it's all maybe one thing. I mean, you know, Skinwalker Ranch, for example. Oh, yeah, for sure. There was was UFOs. There was Bigfoot. There was, like, predator-type creatures. There was werewolves smoking cigarettes, you know, so, like – if we were to take a place like that seriously, then what does that say about all this phenomenon? It says to me that it's all related and maybe so, of the yeah. same origin. Uh, so to say, like, we'll figure out, like, what UFOs are to me, I'm like, I don't know if it's even meant to be figured out or, like, it c- can be figured out or even understand, you know, like, that we're even able, intelligent enough to understand it. You know, like, maybe, you know, maybe it's all happening in front of our eyes, but we just can't perceive it. It's... I don't know. The, the, you know, the more and more I look into this stuff, and I will always look into this stuff, the crazier and crazier my ideas about it get, the more far out. Like, right, right. I feel like, I can look back at me like the, the UFO thing, like uh, it really happened, and then all of a sudden yeah. they stopped coming here, and then the government yeah. took over and started like, <laughs> like using it to their advantage. It could be like a yep. two-pronged like, exactly. path of history. Yeah, exactly, and I I feel like I just got done. I don't know if you're a Twin Peaks fan, but this last season of Twin Peaks was dealt with so much of the stuff that we like we like talking about. As far in term, it was like so Jacques Vallance. It was so it was so incredible. I yeah. feel like 
it was almost like watching like this season of Twin Peaks was the closest I've had to like a metaphysical experience. I felt like more was revealed to me by watching the show about the esoteric than anything I've read. Wow. I know it sounds weird because it's a TV show, but I had this weird theory that David Lynch is like in touch with something that maybe no one else is. <laughs> like wow. I think he's like I think he is working on a different level and that he's showing us something and that if you pay attention, there is some really groundbreaking, interesting things to be discovered. So I would recommend everyone watching the new season of Slim Peaks or watching all the work that David Lynch Yeah, it it really goes, I feel like David Lynch goes hand in hand with all the stuff we're talking about. So where should people go and fucking find you, man? Like how can, you don't have a hub, you don't have com. No, I'm 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 you know I'm not even like a big social media guy, but I think if you wanted to find me on the not socials, not those pictures the, you the Snapchat thing. You know. <laughs> I yeah, I'm but uh, no, I have like you know Instagram and Twitter, Birdmaster five thousand, and uh, yeah, no, I mean I have a new TV show. I'm on a new TV show coming out on the BET network in October. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, it was fun. We shot the whole season like uh, a little while ago, but uh, yeah, I hate to fun. say I'm this. Gonna... I'm not, oh God, I'm gonna go yes, like, lose my job for this. Are you are you the token white guy of the show? Is that was a joke? The one could say that. Yes, it's uh, right. starring George Lopez, Char- the late and great Charlie Murphy, uh, D.L. Hughley, Federer, the Entertainer, and Eddie Griffin, and then and I you. play like. And me. <laughs> so, right, yeah. it, so it's not politically incorrect for me to say you're the token white guy of the, this is a joke. I don't right? think. I don't think. I mean, I, I don't take any offense to that. No, <laughs> no okay. not whatsoever. But it's a, really, truly a. It, it was sounds awesome, such, dude. That's a great. Guy. Oh, Jesus. it was. It was really, 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 really fun. So, yeah, it, it, it should be a good show. It comes out October 12th, so you can watch that. And uh, I'm also the a show, show called. It's called. Sorry, it's. Uh, called the Comedy Get Down. Comedy Get Down. And then I'm uh, I do a recurring part on a show called The Good Place on NBC. So that's what I have, that's what I've come place. up in the poll. Uh, I played just like one of the like citizens of that little town. I, I did a couple episodes last year, and I did a handful of episodes this year. And I play like it's it's hard to explain. I can't actually I'm not supposed to reveal anything okay. about the plot yeah. of this season. So, but anyways, it's uh, you know it's it's a really You're fun become show. more of a character. Actually, we hope, yeah. And that is kind of that, that's kind of a fun show. It's, it's kind of esoteric in its own way. Yeah, I'll check it out. If, if you're yeah, a fan, I'm going to watch it. And you're hey, going to be on, hey. like you said, the uh, the Rob Riggle NFL thing. So people, when they watch the NFL games on Sunday, they'll see yep. you. They can watch this Sunday. That's it. Yep. That's awesome, dude. That see, is, folks, this is what there you go. This is what's going on here, but all America high yep. profile <laughs> celebrities are listening to the show. <laughs> Hey man, you, there are probably a lot, a lot more famous people than me listening to your show. You don't know it. Stan Friedman's been on all our national TV. <laughs> well, Stan Friedman, you think about like, like, oh yeah, what shows have you been on? Okay, I've been on the View. Fuck off. But you know how I find podcasts. I mean, seriously, no. I'm, you have had really. I mean, I can't think of too many people that I would want to have, you know, have on your show. I think you've had everyone on. So I feel like a lot of the way people find podcasts is they look for a celebrity or a personality that they want to hear interviewed. They type search in the little like podcast app. Yeah, that's how I found Ghost Ghost from looking for Jim Mars interviews. I mean, that's essentially how I found your show and Greg's show and the other shows I listen to. Like that's the, actually that is the way I found it. So, you know, when I started, you were like you you and Greg's show were the first two podcasts I ever listened to. 
Oh, man, thanks. So, yeah, bud. Yeah, so uh, I know you're ending with season 10, but let's not just, you know, stay off the airwave for too long. Otherwise, I'll start, like, giving you, like, rioting. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Man. It's all Come part on, of man. a greater plan. And you were going to get these coordinates for me. You have. Yes, 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 yes. You and I are going to let that's – that's a, that's a post-show discussion. Yeah, I mean, we'll you know, let me just – let me pitch. I'm just going to put this around your head. I know. See, because now you're, this is what I was telling you, folks. He, now he's pitching me ideas. So what, what, look, what, once Steve is pitching me ideas, then I'll be like, all right, now we can play ball, Steve. What do you want? Yeah, and, the coordinates of the portal. Give me the – isn't that funny? I'm a grown man, and I'm asking another grown man to give me coordinates for a portal. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's exactly what's happening right now. But. I am a ridiculous human being. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is our life. The sad thing is, I'm a hundred percent serious. I'm like, hey, I'll just say, give me the fucking portal cord, yeah, dude. No. <laughs> yeah, to, 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 to even smash it for Steve. You're married, right? You have a wife and everything like I that. I am. I do. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm single. I'm, I'm just like, yeah. What I, I argue with guys about getting uh, the quarters for portals. <laughs> My life is Rick and Morty, man. It really, really fucking is. Oh, my God. It's incredible, dude. It's incredible. I really <laughs> want to – but all jokes aside, I mean, how how, is, how are we – I mean, like, Terramania 2019 camping trip to the portal, dude. If I can get the coordinate, well, we're going to, we're going to New Orleans uh, for Yeah, that's, but that's – that's, but I'm, a I'm future trip. I think a side trip. I think a side trip. Maybe, maybe it's a side trip. Maybe we can't bring trip. we can't bring like three dozen people to to, to a portal full of. But evil. imagine if the portal did happen with that group of people. Everyone's like hammered out the before the cold. Yeah, it opens. You, like got, you got. Are Steve, you fucking you got, serious? You have Steve Ray and Joshua Cutchin like running towards the portal. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> I, mean, I just look at you. I'm uh, like, we shouldn't. Have, yeah, this is really out of control, man. <laughs> Someone's gonna get hurt by this portal. Dude, yeah. fucking Steve Ray never came back from the portal. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it's just like, gone, man. We're a fucking. We're an episode of Dateline. They're like, who murdered Steve Ray? <laughs> there were twelve of them there that night, and one of them oh. killed him because his body was never he, found. I yeah. I hope he's listening. So I'm sure he'd be. Uh, you know, he'd be flattered. I'm sure he will. All right, man. Yeah, this is we have to end the show here. I I okay. just love talking to you, man. Um, you too, buddy. This I told so Robert Schneck the same thing last year, uh, last week. We were going to do this again. You know. Great, please. I don't mean, worry about anytime. the future of the show. I promise, folks. We're gonna. Uh, yeah. You know, don't screw me, dude. We set we we fucking set the bar, man. It's time to raise the fucking standard here around here. There you, you know? go. Everybody else is there doing podcasts, and it's like we've been doing podcasts forever. Fuck this shit. Let's show them how the real shit is done. And that's what's going to happen next. You're a trailblazer, baby. I hope so. All right, man. Good night, Steve. <laughs> All right, Timmy. I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, man. Have a good night. Bye, my man. Later, dog. Later. There you go, folks. That was Steve Berg. Drunk history on Comedy Central plus uh, Idiot Sitter. And uh, he's going to be on the uh, NFL pregame show. Uh, no news on next week's guest, but I have a few folks in mind as I teased earlier in the evening. And so, uh, on that note, until next time, this is Tim and all. Thank you for listening. 